HMA Fantasy Wrestling brings you the Best of the Decade Dual Tournament, based off of Flow Wrestling Radio Live's recent series on individual athletes. This new project brings together wrestling minds from all over the country to decide which college wrestling team can claim the title of the best team of the decade. Prepare for pandemonium, excitement, and of course, entertainment. Especially considering that Jordan Burroughs steps on a landmine before he goes out the no. wrestling, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> The rules are simple. Each college team gets to draft an all-star lineup based off of the last 10 years of competition. Once each team is settled, the HMA crew assigns different teams to the sports of greatest minds to vote on each match in the event for the entertaining series. Each host has one landmine to use in a round. Similar to FRL, a landmine can wreck all votes from the community and the other hosts. A landmine is used on individual match and it's the only place you can get bonus points for your team. The next episode of HMA Fantasy Wrestling is here. Let's let it roll. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to HMA Fantasy Wrestling. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we are actually diving into the next set of duels. Uh, we've got Ohio State and Oklahoma up first. And joined with me to break down that duel right now, we have, as usual, Sam Herring and Jude Swisher. Um, and we are also joined for this duel, luckily, um, by our man David Bray from Flow. How you doing, David? Good. How are you guys doing? Dude, doing so, so well. That's Sam, awesome. how are you, my man? I'm doing great as well. <laughs> I saw a day at work, mowed some lawns, and now I'm ready to, to take a break and get to talking wrestling. Hey, before we go any further, can, can we talk about how weird it is? Like, we start every podcast, like, like this is just podcasting culture. Like, you just say, hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Even though, like, we might have already been talking for an hour beforehand, we still, like, pretend like we're, like, just catching up. I don't know. Just something I was thinking about. It's the illusion. It's a good point. Yeah. All right. Good continue. Point. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we're going we're gonna to jump into the next duel today, even though I'm still upset and crying that Sam backstabbed me in the last one um, <laughs> and landmine to my landmine. Uh, but I'll get over it eventually somehow. So... We're going to jump in today to uh, number three, Ohio State, versus number 14, Oklahoma. Um, our lineups were put together by two different people, as usual. Um, Ohio State was put together by Sam Herring, right? No, it was me, man. Oh, Jude Swisher. Uh, so our Ohio State lineup was put together by Jude Swisher. Um, and our Oklahoma was actually um, helped out by a friend on Twitter, Mr. Brian Heinzelman, sent us in this lineup, and we – are very thankful to have so much support from everybody on Twitter. Mm-hmm. By the way, th- those polls are blowing up, guys. That's that's really cool. How many votes we got? We actually don't have very many today. Uh, ah, one hundred and fifty. What? That's crazy. That's still a lot. <laughs> the ones for from polls, yesterday were like four hundred. For <laughs> polls, polls get way more than you would you would think. Hmm. Doesn't yeah. take a lot to vote, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Fun. But anyways, quick rundown one more time because we have yeah David on the show. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through, and we're going to start at 125 in this duel, and we're going to go through the majority. We have to have a majority to pick the winner. Um, there's four people on this show, so if we split, we'll go to the Twitter poll for the tie. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to go through. Uh, again, everybody has one landmine per round. Uh, everybody on this show right now has currently used their landmine, except for our guest, David Bray. That's what I'm um, talking about. So, <laughs> he can really ruin our night <laughs> uh, or, or excite it. Who knows? Um, 
But anyways, let's just go ahead and jump into this. 125, uh, we have Nathan Tomasello versus Gerard Patterson. Um, so, Jude, do you want to tell us a little bit about NATO? All right, Nathan Tomasello won it as a, a freshman, you know, the one that whole dang thing. And that was a crazy bracket because it was Alan Waters and, um, and Gilman, right? And, uh, and Zeke Moisey pins Gilman in the semis, and NATO upsets Alan Waters in the, on the other semi. So it was the craziest semi of the NCAA wrestling tournament. And, um, you know, and tr- tr- uh, was he a true freshman or was just normal? Re- or uh, redshirt freshman. He was a true, I think, and Bo Jordan redshirted. Snyder did not. I think mm-hmm. that was to make the run in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, Nathan Tomasello gets it done um, in the national finals over Zeke Moisey. Um, and then he goes, I, the next three national tournaments, I believe he finishes in third place, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And ends up with uh, an extremely dominant career. And then he transferred over to the senior level. He's been having success. He made the senior open finals, I believe, um, this year and lost to, um, to Spencer. And um, no, he's looking to have a, a really good career. And then uh, let me kick it over to Jacob. Tell us about Gerard Patterson. Yeah, my bad. I forgot to put the duel up on the screen. Oh, that's um, all right. But anyways, um, for Gerard Patterson, um, he was a All-American in 2011, where he fin- finished seventh place for the Sooners, two-time Big 12 champ, four-time national qualifier, um, and his career record ended up being 107-32. and um, So not shabby at all. A uh, really solid guy for the Sooners, but, I mean, it's it's pretty easy pick here. Um, you know, you got NATO's a national champ, never finished lower than third. Uh, it's going to be NATO for me. What do you got, David? Yeah. Well, bef- before I make my pick, I, uh, I was a little surprised that, uh, to see Patterson in- instead of, um, instead of Ryan Milhoff, who also was one time. Too. Yeah. He was also one time all American for Oklahoma and I'm pretty sure he had wins over, or at least a win over Ronnie Bresser and Darian Cruz. He did. But, um, yeah. yeah, so he's, he's pretty good, but, uh, and either we, way, we would also way. count his time at Arizona state, um, because we're yeah. Whole career, so yeah, you might be able ah, to think about it. That's good to know. That's good to know. So, so okay, just so I know for the ground rules, it's it's whole career, it's no, whole regardless career. of weight, regardless of school, right? Yep, okay, uh, yeah. So, for the basically, so I made the Cornell team and I had to pick which weight I wanted yeah. Kyle Dake at, yeah, 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 take his whole career. Um, wanted Kyle at Tyler Caldwell, um, yep, yep, he wrestled for OU only one year. But yeah, since he uh, since he did wrestle, we get his whole career. Cool. Okay, that's good to know. I mean, it doesn't matter in this case; it's NATO all the way. But uh, but it's good yeah. to know for for some of the later ones. No, yeah. for sure. Um, Sam Herring, who are you picking? This one's pretty easy. Uh, I'm gonna go with NATO. I've, I've uh, my coach growing up uh, when I was younger in Memphis it was a big NATO guy. Um, NATO shoots high C's, lefty high C's a lot too. Um, and I'm a lefty, so I've kind of watched a bunch of NATO film uh, over the years, and I, I really like him. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. So I think, you know, I'm taking NATO. Um, I think it's unanimous, right? What did the Twitter polls say, Sam? Twitter polls are the same. They got 84% uh, for NATO. Fantastic. Cool. cool. Quint, All right. Clean sweep on that first one. Man, uh, too easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
too easy. Now we're going to jump down oh, to 133. This um, one's tough. <laughs> where we have Luke Pletcher versus Cody Brewer. Um, so I'll go ahead and get it started off on this one um, on the Cody Brewer side. So we all know, we all remember Cody Brewer's 2015 championship run where he just decimated everybody. And 13 seeds, right? 13 seeds shows up and takes out uh, Johnny DeJulius, George DiCamillo, Chris Dardanes, and Corey Clark. Um, that's that's a run. I mean, that's two. Man. Two nat. Well, Clark was a national champ. Um, Clark. So you took out a national champ and a national finalist on that run to getting his own title. Um, he was a four-time All-American, going seventh, eighth, first, third, um, and he's having some senior-level success as well. So, uh, if we're talking whole career, we're obviously going to point arrows right at that 2015 run um as his peak of his career two matches that stand out for me in cody bro's cody brewer's career um are his matches his series with uh tyler graff last year those things were insane where they put up like 30 points every match um and then another one was i think that was 2015 season against nation at cklv yeah Um, i watched that you guys have ever seen that match it's insane. Just points left and right. They could have pinned each other 12 times. It's just an insane. Final score is like 14 to 9 or something. Yeah. If I remember correctly. It's insane. I'll look it up real quick and uh, oh. see what the final score was. But Man. Um, yeah, so I was lucky enough to actually be there at the, at the trials in Raleigh last year when that match went down or multiple times. Those yeah. are crazy. Those are so cool to watch. Were you there, David? No, I wasn't at the at the trials last year, but uh, but did did catch those matches, man. Yeah, those those were fun. Brewer is just he just he's just wild. He's just like he's just a gunslinger. I love and it. And he t- he took down uh, Corey Clark like like five or six times in the final. Just got yeah. to his legs and was finishing. Oh man, it's exciting stuff. Um, and then while Sam is checking on that, I will 49. give you. You were right. I will give you the rundown on Luke Fletcher's. Career so Luke Pletcher, uh, Ohio State. You know he was uh, never redshirted. He had four straight seasons. Um, round of sixteen as a freshman, um, and you know he, he was in the Big Ten and had some really good wins there. Um, but then the next season, especially, he really took off. He was able to close the gap on a lot of incredible opponents. He ended fourth and fourth in um, in his sophomore and junior years, and then. Um, this year, as a senior, he was poised to take, uh, you know, the national title. It was basically him and Nick Lee uh, were the class. Um, Nick beat him in the duel, and Luke won in the Big Tens. But you know, it, he was no no one's giving him any any doubt of whether he could could win the whole dang thing. So um, he was poised to take it. Unfortunately, you know, due to the COVID nineteen, it was it was canceled, and so he goes out two time. Um, NCAA All-American, um, but you know also the uh, the NWCA uh, voted him an All-American this year. So very very solid guy in Luke Pletcher, um, and I you know I think it's interesting. I picked him 133 this year, but are so are we saying that the 141 version of Luke Pletcher where he's you know yeah. tacking people yeah. that one doesn't yeah, absolutely that. oh that one counts okay yeah. then. Oh, this match would be so good. <laughs> this match would be so good. Um, Brewer and Pletcher. So, David, who do you got? Who are you picking? 
Man, this is really hard. When I before you explained the rules, I was thinking 133 version of Pletcher, in which case it would have been easy. Yeah, it was Brewer, right? Yeah. Um, but man, Pletcher, his ah, uh, oh, his his year this year was like it was so otherworldly, right? Like he mm-hmm. he like basically doubled his best bonus rate from any previous year. Um, the opponents that he was mowing down were were so good and it's a lot like how cody brewer um, was so dominant uh the year that he won his title i man i i am leaning luke pletcher i expected to pick cody brewer in this match um but when i'm thinking about you know bonus points against chad red bonus points against mitch mckee like bonus points against all these high level guys i i'm going pletcher i didn't expect to because i didn't think 41 was in the conversation but that's what i'm doing yeah, mm. absolutely. I think that's what makes it really fun to do these is because, you know, it's an all-decade team, so why not yeah. talk about their whole career, you know? Totally. Uh, we can only put them in one place, but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a completely different conversation throwing in this year, um, and I'm with you on this. Originally, it was just obviously Brewer, but then the more I think about it, I just don't – I can't remember a whole lot of, like, gunslinger-style guys really being able – being successful against Pletcher. Um, I think he's very, you know, short and stocky and controlled and, you know, works well out of those, 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 um, reattacks and like front head position. Um, and I'm going to take Pletcher too. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think the only guy that we can think of that can really compare to Cody Brewer is his teammate above him, Dom Demas. And when Luke Pletcher wrestled Dom Demas this year, he, he really put it to him, and I think that's a perfect perfect example of Luke Pletcher's strength and explosion and how it can kind of shut down all um, throws, trips, stuff like that that a guy like Cody Brewer would hit. And so I'm going to go with Pletcher as well. Uh, I think that Demas and Brewer, while both are gun, gunslingers, excuse me, um, they didn't have the – you know, Demas is just, like, so unlike everything we've ever seen before, you know, right? He's, <laughs> yeah sitting super ducks to inside trips and, and crazy stuff like that. Of course, Brewer was explosive and things like that, but we definitely saw a lot more consistent leg attacks. Um, I'm going to take Cody Brewer in this match. I think that, um, you know, if you're taking Corey, Corey Clark down like five times in one match, like that's, that's a little absurd. All right. Yeah. Someone needs to cool that man down. Um, Cody <laughs> Brewer, you know, he, he had an excellent tournament and if we're taking the best version of him, I think his, his high could beat Luke Pletcher. Um, this is a match, match that I would really love to see. Uh, wouldn't it be awesome? <laughs> like, do we have Do we have the possibility of ever seeing it? I mean, well, we need Brewer. Brewer uh, he kind of retired last year, but we need him to unretire. Yeah, come out of retirement. And, and is Pletcher planning on, you know, really going on to the senior level scene, or is he yep. more he just, just he is? signed with the PWC? I guess he, I don't know if he got signed, but he. Uh, yeah, but I didn't know if he was PWC or in Pittsburgh. What, what, what is that? Did he go? Yeah, they they want him to coach at at Pitt yeah. and also and also train and, and compete. And they I think have an RTC system at Pittsburgh. Yeah. What's yep. it called? Um, isn't it the Pittsburgh? I, mm, Nothing sounds I'm try, right. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think what he, what they call it. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, it's the yeah. but but they regional training center. Pittsburgh Wrestling Club. It's the PWC RTC. Okay. Mouthful. 
Yeah, but like, need to work on yeah, that. Nico, yeah, Nico was there. Nico was there for a little bit. Um, they have, they've had a few guys. Then they get they someone. Yeah. That I was. They I got Demetrius Thomas, I think. Mm. Um, from I don't know what I'm thinking. I was just I, I was so like thinking he's going there to coach, mm. and I was wrapped up in that. But of note, growing up when Luke Pletcher was wrestling, he obviously lived in Pittsburgh, and he wrestled for a club called the Pittsburgh Wrestling Club. So now he there just signed go. with the Pittsburgh Wrestling Club RTC. There you go. Comes full circle. Sam, and did uh, who won the Twitter poll between this match? Uh, so these yellow stars, I guess you'd call it yellow, are symbolizing the Twitter poll. Gold Cody Brewer won this one, and you will take a defeat, June. Yep. Um, All right, so let's, let's go ahead and move down to 141. Um, <laughs> it, as crazy and as fun as we talk about watching Dom Demas is, um, this is this is gonna be trouble for good old Dom, um, but uh, either way, again these guys are th- these are our, our decade teams, guys. Remember, if you're listening, this these are our opinions, right? This is not set in stone, um, but for Dom Demas, uh, the case for him being on our all decade team is at 141. He was a two time All American. Right now, um, I I count this year, right? You know they they had the championship taken away from them. NWCA put that uh, the All Americans out, um, and I think it's wrong if we don't count that. Um, and, and so Dom Demas, two-time All American, fourth as a freshman, uh, first uh, first team AA this year. Uh, crazy wild style, like you're talking about super ducks to inside trips. I mean, he's so much fun to watch. Anytime he steps on the mat, I got to figure out which mat he's on and watch it. Right. Um, but Jude, who's he wrestling? Wait, Man, hold, he's, on, hold on. I'm going to make you pause there. Jude, you made a mistake. What? If Tom Ryan, if you gave the control to Tom Ryan, I think Ohio State would take the first three matches because Logan Stever wrestled 33 in his career, didn't he? I have his wrestle stat pulled up right now. It's 141. Has he never wrestled 33? I think um, he wrestled 33. Yeah, he beat, he beat Jordan Oliver beat in the finals. Oliver. Yep. 133. Yep. So, if you switch Pletcher and Logan Steber, who would win? Logan Steber or Cody Brewer? Oh, man. Steber. Oh, man. Oh, and, and then Pletcher did one. He already did beat Dom Demas. Yep. That's too easy. Oh, but but even at 141, it wouldn't even be Pletcher. It'd be who else at 141 is great for them. You got Jay Jaggers. Kenna. 141. Jay Jaggers. Did J- Jay Jag- did Jaggers, was, did he fall in the decade, though? When did he graduate? So we're going back to 2010. Was that that might have been off? Might have been out of the decade. I think that's true. I th- let's see, 2010. Yeah, if you need to, look I... here, I'll, I'll look him up. 20, 2010. Uh, he, I think he had already graduated by 2010. Mm. Um, let me see here. Yeah, Reese Humphrey was at 41 in 2010. Yeah, darn. Yep, yep. So, are you saying well, that I didn't make the best way. team? Yes. Ah. I think, well, you know, there's a really good case for that. But, I mean, I don't think it matters in this. <laughs> I don't think it really matters in this duel because I think Pletcher oh, and Steve. The people you know, have it six well. to four, so it could be really close. The team is here, Sam. Leave us alone. I'm sorry. Okay, go <laughs> ahead and tell us about Logan Stever. All right. All right. So we got Dom Demas. Tell us, yeah, Logan Stever. Logie Bear once gave an interview where he said that if people don't like getting their arms ripped off in arm bars, then they should just roll over and get pinned. Um, he had, uh, his, his college record was 119 and three. He was a four-time national champ, four-time big 10 champ. Every single year he's beating 
you know, insane, insane wrestlers. And, you know, it, it, there's no one else who I think um, deserves this spot more than Logan Steber. So, I don't know. Did I miss anything, guys? He did wrestle 33. No. Oh. I think he left that out. And he wrestled 133 pounds. Let's forget. <laughs> Either way, right. one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I assume we've all all four got Steber in this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you guys did you guys watch his his world championship run in 2016? I have not seen that. Not I. Oh my gosh. It was it, you know it's you know when you're watching those tournaments in the middle of the night like mm-hmm. you're just kind of you're hoping for for good outcomes and like every match he got down like big and then not every match but especially quarters and semis he just came back and it was it was an olympic year and it was a non-olympic weight class world championships but like he had like sm poor in i think in the semis of iran he had um chikayev i think in the quarters and he was down big and both those matches came back and then he beat lamtadzi in the finals oh it was like that tournament go watch it that tournament's amazing yeah i'll have to where is it is it uw it's on youtube it's on youtube yep I'll have to look it up. Um, oh, yeah, I've never gotten to watch that. I think I was just so focused on the Olympics that year. Yeah, it's totally. a shame I that. Never, I never it's a shame that Steber retired so, so. I mean, like relatively soon after his career. I mean, he's the same. You know, same age as like DT and them, and they're still they're still competing now. So, um, yeah. you know, something that um, Ben Askins brought up on the podcast, that specifically about Mark Hall, but. Um, He's been running really, really hard since he was young, young. And I think that something like that will burn you out. Um, keeping up the schedule that he did when he was a youth wrestler in middle school is oh, yeah. so hard on his body and mind. By the time he graduated college, he was about ready to, to leave. And then when, he, uh, when 65 got so deep, it was, it was about time for him to go. It's mm-hmm. tough, right? Because yeah, that title was I think at sixty one, sixty or sixty one, and uh, yeah, and those you know that weight class was was pretty good for him. Sixty five, I think, is just a little bit not ideal. Yeah, yeah, fifty seven's too hard to get down. Yeah, it's a tough. That's you. You really feel for those like tweeners guys who are just stuck in between those weight classes, mm-hmm. um, who have all the talent in the world, who really can you know get it done, but. Um, yeah. going up or going down it's just not ideal for them i think it sucks for us as the fans but you know i think he he made the right decision you know mm-hmm. so, you know stuck in that in-between weight class and knowing that he could move on with his career and get into mm-hmm. coaching and for sure you know, got to respect the guy for making a decision for himself mm-hmm. uh, coaching, coaching but, just like david taylor making a youth uh, that's cool yeah. Yeah. yeah cool stuff all right let's go 149. 149 oh baby lance palmer so, kendrick maple Ooh. The people this of one, Maple. I just want to point that out. That's that's. Oh, I don't. I don't it, know. It's, it's fifty-four point five to forty-five point five. <laughs> All right, tell us about Kendrick Maple, please. So, Kendrick Maple, twenty thirteen national champ. He's a three-time All-American. He went four one eight, um, three-time Big Twelve champ, and he actually in the NCAA finals he beat Mitchell Port uh, of Edinburgh. So. Man, Kendrick Maple was just super fun to watch every time he stepped out on the mat. Um, guy that was really big for his weight class and just had a really good run. Beating, I mean, Port was a was a fantastic wrestler for Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, you know, he went to my high school. Match. 
Really? Port- yeah, Port went to my high school. Yeah, Belfont. Hmm, that's cool. Mm. All right, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's what I got. You know, 2013 national champ. Mm. And then David Bray, you want to tell us about Lance Palmer? He's. I don't want to. I could, but I don't want to. He was a little older than I am, so I don't want to miss yeah, anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't have all the stats pulled up, but you know, I think four-time All-American. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his his senior year, he wrestled Brent Metcalf in the Big Ten finals and beat Metcalf. And then lost him at NCAA's. Um, you know, he was in that that era of 149, where like you know it was it was Metcalf and Bubba Jenkins and Darian Caldwell and um, man, all the you know I, I don't I think he was in a bracket with that bracket with Jordan Burroughs and um, and who else was all was in there like uh, Dustin Schlater like that he was in that group, you know, with, with all those guys. And, uh, he was just, I mean, he was right there with all of them and, you know, had to win over Metcalf. So I, you know, Paul, yeah, man, Palmer's the real deal. He real beat deal. Burroughs. He yeah. beat yeah. Jenkins. He beat Metcalf. He <sighs> was a four time, uh, all American. I'm, I'm reading some stats here. Um, he took, so in order, he took fourth, eighth, fourth, second. Man, is he one of the best to never win it? I mean, like, clearly he's yeah, he's beating definitely. some of the best wrestlers to to step on the mat. So I don't know. Yeah, and right. I yeah, I just I'm pulling up this 2010 bracket, looking at it, and he was the one seed, of course, because he beat Metcalf in the Big Ten finals. Um, and then on the way to the finals, he takes out Jason Chamberlain and Frank wow. Molinero to get to Brent Metcalf. Um, Where did he beat Burroughs? Was that earlier in the season? It must have been. It must have, actually. I think it's probably a different season because Burroughs was not at one forty nine twenty ten. It was, it was the two thousand nine two thousand ten season. Really? It said he defeated um, Burroughs. Oh, well, it must be have been earlier in the season. It's Wikipedia, man. Oh, you can't never lie, bro. <laughs> All right. So let's I'm a French let's, model. Let's get into it, my man. Um, so let's kick it to you, David Bray. Who do you got at this one forty nine matchup? <sighs> Man, I, I've picked Ohio State guys every time, um, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to. Ah, oh, man, this is super tough. And this is another one where I thought, okay, 149 Palmer against 149 Maple, it's easy, it's Palmer, because Maple, for whatever reason, at 149, he just, he just wasn't as good. He had like, he, you know, the year he bumped up to 49, it felt like, okay, this is, you know, is going to be his weight class. And then he had a super weird loss. At journeyman right yeah. away beginning of the season and um but if it's the 41 version oh that's tough it's tough I, i'm gonna go kendrick maple yeah he just he just he when i think about like his his development in his freestyle career um and, and just you know the way that he looked when he was all the way on i think he is the kind of guy that that um could give lance palmer trouble with his variety of attacks lance palmer's so hard to score on almost nobody can but i think um I think Maple's potent enough to, to do it. So I'm going Kendrick Maple here. David, I'm going to agree with you. Pick Kendrick Maple. Also, um, I, I, asked Dave, I asked my coach, David Taylor, who would he pick in this match? Uh, and he said Kendrick. So take that for whatever it's worth. Um, but that's two for Kendrick. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I might be a little bit of recency bias watching him compete on the international stage. Um, I got to be honest, I have not seen much Lance Palmer film and, and watched too many of his matches, but Kendrick Maple, I've seen a lot. 
and I'm very familiar with him. Um, just looking at stats, I think they're pretty even um, throughout their career. I will say um, this, though. Like, peak Lance Palmer, who beat, you know, uh, Metcalf. Beat Metcalf. Metcalf. If yeah. He be- yeah, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> um, no. If he beat Metcalf, and Metcalf won the 149 best yeah. of the decade bracket. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, yeah. there's a really good case for Lance Palmer here. Yep. Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, when I first, like, actually got into college wrestling and, like, really becoming a fan, it was the 2010 season. Um, and I remember as a kid, just like, first time watching was the Big Ten finals. And I remember I, I was just, immediately fell in love with Iowa and I was a huge Metcalf fan and I loved the rivalry with, yeah. with Palmer. It was so much fun to watch. Um, I feel bad that he was kind of like, you know, again, one of the best to, to never win a title, like always a bridesmaid, right? He was always <laughs> right there and just never broke through and got it. Um, but looking at the two, I a hundred percent get what you're saying and it could go either way for me. Um, but tell me a win that Kendrick Maple has on his resume. That's as good as beating the Brent calf. He doesn't have one. You're right about that. He didn't have one. Yeah. I'm going to go Palmer. Kind of want to switch. Um, you got Palmer? But it's okay. Yeah. Well, it does nothing. Uh, it's it going to be 9-3 to three now. It uh, does something. It's fun. <laughs> In the long run, it doesn't do anything, though. I'm sorry. All right. Whoa, mean. All right. Let's uh, – I mean, let's keep it moving, guys. We still have five more weight classes to go through. Um, Moving up to 157 pounds, we have Micah Jordan versus Kyle Terry and uh, Mr. Jacob Hughley. Get us start off with Kyle's Terry. Yeah. Um, so th- this was one that, you know, I, I look back through and I, man, I feel like 2010 and earlier, it is really hard to find good research on these guys. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, this was sent in again by, by Brian Heinzelman. Um, so I really had to dig and I found out Terry was a all American. He placed third. Um, and I think that was in 20, 2009. Um, 2010. But, 2010. Was it 2010? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was 2010 because he made the semis. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I couldn't find much past that. So I know he's an All-American in 2010, got third place. Um, David, do you know prior to that if he was an AA? No. So, he, man, he was, he was, like, not good as a freshman and sophomore. Like, yeah, you know, not very good. And then his junior year, he was, he was pretty good. He had a really, really solid record, qualified for NCAAs, didn't place. And then, like, his senior year, he was just, like, on a mission. He came, he came out – I think he was third at CKLV in, um, in that same class of – you know, that same group of 49-pounders that, that we've been talking about, those, those hammers. And he, um, he beat Jason Chamberlain uh, in that tournament. He beat Kevin LaValle. Um, he's got – at NCAAs, he had, he had a, you know, a couple pretty good wins – um, like you said, he made the semis, and then he beat Kyle Rochelle for third. I mean, those are pretty good, pretty good wins. He's he's a guy that um, I had kind of forgotten about because he was just really on the scene that one year. But he's really good. He's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all right. So we'll give us the flip side of it, Jude. Micah Jordan. All right, Micah Jordan. One of the uh, several Jordan brothers to go through the Ohio State program. He was a four-time NCAA, NCAA qualifier, three-time All-American. He took second, sixth, and fourth, um, working backwards, second as a senior, uh, sixth as a junior, and fourth as a sophomore. Uh, he was round of 12 as a freshman, which I did not know. But 
incredibly solid guy. You know, he has wins over, you know, Pat Lugo. He pinned um, Michael Kemmer in the Big Tens. Um, you know, he has lots and lots of really high-quality wins. Definitely a really good guy to, ne uh, to never win it. Um, but let's, uh, let's get into the matchup. David Bray, who are you picking here? Uh, when I, at first, when I just went back and was like looking at Kyle Terry's wins and saw that he beat Rochelle, who's I, you know, really, really good, um, and he beat uh, he beat a couple other really good guys. I was like, okay, I think maybe maybe I'm going to lean Kyle Terry. But then when I looked at last year's Micah Jordan results, I mean that ma the, the match he had at NCAA's with Lugo, like it was either a major or was almost a major. Um, Ten three, almost Ten three. Lugo is so good. And Lugo's so good. So I, I think I'm going Micah Jordan best version. If it would, if it would have been 157, it would have been hard because neither of these guys were at their best at 157. Both were at yeah. their best at 149. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going Micah. I, I do think this would be. I, I think people in the Twitter poll would be like, "Who is Kyle Terry?" But I think this match would be a barn burner. It'd be awesome. But I'm going Micah. Mm. I'm also going to go Micah Jordan, uh, just for the, all the same reasons you did. No sense repeating you. Um, Sam Herring, who you got? Yeah, uh, again, a little bit of recency bias, um, <laughs> especially at my age and stuff. I'm not familiar with Kyle Terry as much. Just looking through his stats and stuff, um, he does seem very, very good. But I mean, Jordan at his peak was was really a hammer. One match I can't get out of my head though is Nolf's semi with him. I think it was 2017 when he had the hurt knee. Um, and Jordan, like, he just destroyed Jordan, turned him left and right, threw a leg in. Yeah, with no knee. <laughs> yeah, Nolf just Man. destroyed him. And so that one is hard to get out of my head, but I'm still going to go with, with Jordan in this match. Yeah, we're talking about Nolf here. And Nolf would probably do that's that true. to almost anybody. Yeah. Um, and and, that's, <laughs> and that's, that 157 version of Micah was, was not, yeah. I think, the same as the 149 version last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean – same as you guys are saying, it's Micah Jordan for me here. And it's partially because of that recency bias and because, you know, I don't know too much about Kyle Terry. Um, but either way, you know, even if I don't know too much, Micah made a final um, and, and Terry didn't. So I'll go with Micah. Mm. Right. Jumping up to 165, we got another Jordan brother. Um, so we got Bo Jordan stepping out for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, and then we have Tyler Caldwell for the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, Caldwell, actually, I was looking it up earlier. He wrestled for Oklahoma for two years, I believe, and then Oklahoma State for two years. I think when I looked on the on the Oklahoma State website, it was it was two and two. Mm -hmm. All right on that? I think that uh, sounds right. Yeah, and so he actually uh, made a final for both. Right, I think that's crazy. You know, you're talking about uh, oh. rival schools. Uh, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. He made a final for both. He's he's on the all decade team for both. Um, uh, and, and you know, we had two different people do those, and so that's kind of cool that those two di different people that are not even associated with HMA both had Tyler Caldwell on their all decade teams. Um, but Caldwell was a four time A. He was a two time finalist, um, going five two three two. Um, and I want to mention also, you know, not only was he a two-time finalist, I think he's one of the more underrated guys uh, over the last decade. And I think he's one of the, uh, we keep talking about one of the, you know, the best to never win it. Um, and I was, you know, I think good idea maybe after this is over is maybe we put together a bracket of the best to never win it. Um, Ooh, the best and, of uh, the best to never win it. Yeah. And, and see who gets their title. That's but cool. um, yeah, but uh, for Tyler Caldwell, what I'm saying is, not only did he make 
two NCAA finals, the two guys he lost to are all-time greats. Yeah. Right? He lost to – first he lost to Jordan Burroughs, and then he lost to David Taylor. So you could oh. argue that if those – if there were anybody else he was meeting in the finals, he could be a two-time champ right now. So mm. very, very good. Uh, 165, Bo Jordan. Jude, tell us about Bo Jordan. All right, Bo Jordan. He is a four-time national All-American um, placing very, very high. He was always he was sec- he was ranked second going into the NCAA tournament three years in a row, um, which is really, really crazy. Unfortunately, you know, I always remember him uh, as like he would just always lose to to Mark Hall, um, <laughs> which I'm, you know, I. I I realize is not is a little biased, but that's just kind of how I remember him. Uh, but extremely, extremely good wrestler. Um, you know, made a final. Uh, you know, one of the one of the best Jordans. So, I think you're a little Penn State biased, Jude. They only overlapped one year. Well, I'm sorry. That's all. I, that's all I got in my head. He got right, a lot you more. The beautiful <laughs> duck under that he hit on him in the duel. That yeah. crazy, crazy duel in 2018. He that was, he that was nuts. Did Bo beat him at the Big Ten Finals, right? Bo did beat him, yep. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't watch that and Big then, Ten Finals. That's why then, I don't remember it. <laughs> so we, I mean, Mark that's, got him back. It was, it was that's crazy. A good, that's a good result for, to, for his case, that win over, over Mark Hall. Yes, I, that man, is a good tough. one. This is tough. <laughs> this one I'm going to yeah. struggle with. Um, I think – so the Twitter poll got um, – 61% for Tyler Caldwell, 61.3, and then 38.7 for Bo Jordan. So they're in favor of Tyler Caldwell in this match. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going with Bo Jordan. He had wins over, like, Brian Real Buto and um, all, like, some really excellent opponents. So I'm going to go Bo Jordan in this matchup just for, uh, for mix-it-up sake. You're crazy, uh, man. You're crazy. It's Tyler I, Caldwell. I kind of agree. You kind of agree I'm crazy? Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's part of the fun. It's Tyler Caldwell for me, man. You uh, you make a final for two different teams. Um, you know, lose to two of the all-time greats. He, he could have easily been a two-time champ. Um, Bo Jordan, I, I was a big fan of when he was coming through. Love watching him wrestle. He was a hammer on top. Uh, I love the flow that he, you know, yeah. that he supported in his first year or two. Um, but it's, it's Caldwell for me. Yeah. Caldwell for me too. He, he, um, he, you know, he, I mean, he had a win over Andrew Howe in the semis, which was, it was not, I mean, it was a very injured Andrew Howe, but, um, I don't know, man, that's a good win. And then, yeah, he just, he just, I, I don't know. He just seemed like just a little bit better, but I don't, man, this is, this would be an incredible match as well, but I, I got yeah. Caldwell. All right. And, uh, and with that, let's go to, let, let's take a quick break. How, what's the score, Sam Aaron? 12-6. Right at the bottom. 12-6. Um, we got the score. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's right, see it. like the Buckeyes are taking the lead. All right. And then 174-pound David Bray. Kick us off. Tell us about Nick Heflin, please. Well, the highlight for Nick Heflin was uh, NCAA Finals appearance at, way up at 197. Um, I don't remember how many times he placed uh, – but, um, but yeah, he made the NCAA finals, wrestled Jaden Cox, lost that match. Um, tough guy. You know, he kind of was on some really good uh, Ohio State teams, uh, and he was kind of killing himself to make 
74. And then once he bumped up to 97, I think was when he really came into his own and, and um, kind of saw the full, the full Nick Heflin. And he's been, he's been hitting people with the earth ever since he's stayed big. So mm. do you think I should, do you think this was the right call putting him at 174? I mean, even though it's like, it's, we still get the best version of Nick Heflin. Um, you need Martin on the team. You need I Martin on the team. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think be, because because the rules allow you to, you know, they allow you to use the 197 version, even though he's he's out with 74. So I think it's I think it's great. Mm. Okay, this is kind of like for uh, was it yesterday when we did the the Iowa duel? Um, he didn't make it into the decade uh, the team, but Ethan Lofthouse for Iowa, All American at 97 and then 74 and then 84. Yeah. And so Neflin or uh, Heflin's kind of. I'm kind of thinking like that with him being at 74 and you're talking about obviously making the final at 97. Um, but across from him, we got Andrew Howe, um, one of the best to ever do it. He was a two-time finalist, four-time All-American. I'm correct, right? I think so. Um, four-time All-American, uh, never placed lower than third. Uh, he made two finals and won one. Um, he, the other final that he lost was to Chris Perry. Um, so he lost to a two-timer. Uh, in his other finals appearance, uh, wow. but two time or two time finalist national champ in 2010, he wrestled for actually for Nebraska or not Nebraska, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, for the first three years, um, and then it ended up at Oklahoma for his last year. But very man, very <laughs> very intimidating man. And watching mm-hmm. the interview, um, really nice guy, but very intimidating and scary. Sure. Yeah. Imagine the concussions <laughs> that these guys come out of the match with. Andrew yeah. Howe and Nick Heflin. Okay. Those guys will beat each other's heads into a blue. Oh. If you ask me to pick one man in all of history that I don't want to wrestle, it would probably be Andrew Howe. Like, terrifying to me. <laughs> he is. He, yeah, he always – yeah. He's, he's smi- he's, he smiles. He's fr- very friendly. When he smiles, he also still kind of looks very scary for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw him in person was at Big Tens 2019. And uh, I was sitting down in the front row talking to Christian, actually, and he just walked by, and I felt like the earth shook. I was, like, <laughs> just, just, like, intimidated just sitting there uh, as he yeah. walked by. It was crazy. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm taking Andrew Howe. I mean, Heflin was fantastic, but, like, dude, Howe is – he's a mean, mean man. I'm taking Andrew Howe. Yeah, it's Andrew Howe here for me. Although my, my opinion might have been swayed if uh, if Heflin and, and Downey had actually thrown down in the parking lot at trials last year. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, man, when, when they were yelling at each other. I was like, everybody in our section standing up looking like, do we go outside or do we stay in here? <laughs> Funny, yeah. immediately after, like that night when everyone was kind of calming down, Nick Heflin tweeted an apology tweet, like, that's not who I am, that's not how I would act. Act yeah. and then Downey tweeted like a, um, like a video of him bouncing his head like a basketball or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh! So like that's the difference in uh, yeah personalities there. I'll call it. Who do you have? Who do you, who are you taking? Are you taking Downey or Gable when they wrestle? For- that's insane, dude. Gable. <laughs> I, it's got to be Gable. It's but Gable. Like, it's Gable. I just I I don't know. Size I really advantage. hope Downey gives him a, uh, a match. It's yeah. funny because they're they're both they both kind of play a heel. A little bit. Um, they're both, you know, completely they're play it here. Guys. Yeah. Not kind of. They completely play it. I don't know. It's uh, a, it's a but good anyway, match. yeah, I'm with Howe as well. Um, 
I think he's just the, the better guy here. They're both very similar styles. It's it's just a who's going to be able to hand fight longer kind of battle, and I think Andrea mm. Howe takes this one. Yeah. Dave, cool, cool. Are, you, are you in for Howe as well? Andrew Howe. Give me Andrew Howe. All right. That's awesome. hitting uh, Oklahoma a little bit closer. It's going to be 12 to 9 now. Let me yeah. fill in real quick. Yeah, but Ohio State's about to about to make a run here. David, David, uh, you still have a landmine. Don't I you? know. <laughs> Man, I do. Uh, That's right. Um, all right, Sam, do you want to set us up 184? Who do we got? I got you. So, um, Colin Moore's the guy I'm familiar with. Um, I remember watching him. Well, 184, right? 84. Uh, oh, 84. Excuse me. Sorry, I skipped over Miles Martin. Don't worry, um, my man. Miles Martin, I've been familiar with as well. Um, his, <laughs> his first, I remember him watching Air wrestling um Bo Nickel in the finals just he threw him I believe and it's just insane um their rivalry throughout college is absolutely crazy it's a good one again a little bit of a Tomasello career you win it your first year and you're kind of favorited to do really well in the next three and and then you don't uh, really live up to it he lost to um Dean Nickel and then the other Dean again is is that right yeah yeah so um uh, crazy, crazy, crazy career for Miles Martin. And then uh, what, what's what's Travis Rett's story? Yeah, so honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. These next three guys for Oklahoma, I'm not too familiar with. Um, for Travis Rutt, you know, when I looked into him, I saw that he was an All-American in 2011 at Wisconsin, um, yep. actually. So he transferred to Oklahoma, um, at, you know, same kind of situation as Andrew Howe. Uh, but he was an All-American placing seventh. Uh, David, do you know any more about Travis Rutt? Yeah, well, so, okay, so Travis Rutt and Andrew Howe were part of that Wisconsin team in 2010 that won a trophy. They were fourth. Uh, the other, I think the other All-Americans for them, for sure, Kyle Rochelle and Tyler Graff, and they might have had one other All-American, but they were, they were fourth as a team. Um, and then, and then, Fast forward, to, like I think the maybe both those guys took an Olympic red shirt um, and trans and then transferred. Kind of, I think they transferred before the Olympic red shirt process, and then took an Olympic red shirt and then came back. And everybody was saying that that Oklahoma team with Howe and Rutt, in addition to a few other guys, was going to be you know potentially a you know a trophy team at Oklahoma. And he was a, he was considered a title contender. At, at 197 the year that he wrestled for Oklahoma but I think de dealt with a lot of injuries he didn't have very many matches he was he was a little bit hurt so um so yeah he was he was really really good uh but I don't know man I don't know how I don't know how he beats Miles Martin I don't I don't think yeah I don't think it I don't know yeah yeah I mean when Ugh. we when we think back about you know what Sam just said the guys that beat Miles Martin right uh, Gabe Dean, Bo Nickel, uh, Max Dean. He there, is there one that I'm forgetting? You said Sammy another Brooks, one, didn't you? Sammy Brooks beat him his freshman year at Big Tens, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, he he doesn't lose to you know anybody that's not great. Except um, and, except except Max Dean. I mean, Max Dean was you know, great. Yeah, he had, he had he had like beat him soundly multiple times. Um, Absolutely you know, before that. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is a landmine situation. I'm, I'm thinking about it. We'll see. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, oh. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. You do it. You don't do that to him again. 
do it, do it. Do it twice, two times, man. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I can't. you're right, you're right. He already had that happen to him one time. But, but, dude, what, I mean, what do I do? Colin Moore had it happen to him too. With, uh, with, yeah. um, uh, what's his name from? Who's at Kent State and then and then uh, went to Penn State? Um, Kyle uh, Kassar. No, 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 no. Kassar. Kyle Cannell. Oh. It did happen with Kassar too, but Kyle Cannell. I don't yeah. know. If I man, I don't know. It's tough. I I hate to landmine either of the either of those guys. And how do David, you David? Well, I don't know if we told you this, but a, a landmine is six points. It's a pin. It's considered a pin. It. Oh, it's whatever, oh my! You'll you'll blow it up for Ohio. It's uh, whatever po- bonus points you want. Oh look, man! Look here, look here. If you bonus, man. if you do this, um, it's gotta. So down twelve to nine, that'll put them up fifteen. That's pretty easy to come back for more and Snyder. So Man, this, as long as we vote, hey, we're, we're talking one match at a time. We're not trying to affect the duel here. Okay? <laughs> oh man, dude, Tra- Travis Rutt was was. I mean, if you like, if you're saying Travis Rutt versus Max Dean, I'd probably take Travis Rutt. And uh, before you know, before he beat Miles Martin, I yeah. don't know, man. I'm thinking about it. You you guys talk. I'm thinking about okay. it. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I you know, obviously there was the loss to Max Dean, but you know when I when I hear Miles Martin's name. I just keep seeing him jumping up and down as a freshman beating Bo Nickel. Uh, we have to remember that this is the man. This is the only reason Bo Nickel's not a four-time champ. Um, and so, you know, for that reason, it's going to be Miles Martin for me uh, prior to any landmines that might erupt. Oh, I'm taking Miles Martin. He's a mean man. He was on track. He was, he was the last guy that you would think would lose at the NCAAs in, um, in 20, uh, 20. What the heck? I forgot 20, the year. 2019. Sorry. I'm, I'm just not smart. I'm very tired. Uh, uh, in 2019, he was the last guy I would, thought would lose. I thought it was going to be like, oh, Miles Martin, he's going to win. Um, I'm sorry. My Siri just turned on. That was weird. Uh, so I'm going to take Miles Martin. Same here. And uh, that's, that's three plus the people vote for uh, – All right. Travis Rutt, 2011 NCAAs, beat Max Thomasite from Pitt, who was, who was good. He beat Grant Gambrell. Or no, he lost. Sorry, he lost to Gambrel and then dropped down to the backside. What happened to old Travis Rutt there? He beat Ryan Loader, who was an All American. He beat Honeycut, who Ooh, he's on the all, he's on an All Decade team. No, 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 no uh, hold on, hold on. He lost. No, he lost to Honeycut. I'm reading this wrong. All okay. right, never mind. Take it back. <laughs> take it back. Take it back. And then, he beat he beat Kevin Steinhaus for eighth. All right, let's landmine it. Let's Yay! Land. <laughs> you did it to him Martin. again. How do you do oh, it? Man. How did Rutt pin him? Yeah, you got to describe it like Ben Askren. All right, so, um, man, Travis Rice is super improbable. And, uh, he, I mean, he hooks the elbow like Sajulayev. And, you know, oh. it's, it's in the third period. He's down, he's down by like six points. It's his only option. And um, he gets it done. David, you got to be careful talking about Sajulayev here. I kicked Jacob out last oh, time. Oh, yeah, you missed it, David. Uh- what happened? <laughs> Jacob was like gonna say some communist sympathizer type okay. things. Okay, I think I need to talk about out. this. All chucked right, him right out of the call. I'm the person that needs to defend myself here. Yeah, what, what um, happened? I I don't even remember what set it up, but Sam starts attacking Cox, me. It was, it was the Missouri one. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're talking about Jaden Cox and like basically got into kind of who we think's gonna win. Um, and Sam tried to throw in my face that the picture behind him has Snyder standing over Sajulayoff when he won. Um, yeah. And I just – all I did was simply ask him what happened the next year. And, 
And Sam's Thank like, get out of here. You're so, done. Hey, <laughs> hey, what do you guys – I mean, what do you guys think uh, – you think, you think Snyder or Jaden makes a team? Who, who I'm picking, wrestles? I'm picking Jaden. Yeah. I got to pick – I got to pick Kyle. Uh, I'm taking Kyle. He's an NLWC, NLWC guy. I love him. Buddy. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have said that. We were dodgeball partners one time. That was fun. Oh, that's I can't. I can't go pick against my man Kyle Snyder. Yeah, I think it's Jaden. Man, just the, the defense is incredible, and I really do think that he's probably the only guy in the world right now yeah. um, that that stands a chance with that to laugh. I I think it's Jaden too, but I heard um, I heard Snyder's interview uh, with Dernlin on the Rudis podcast, and he he was he was talking about like his approach to wrestling, not just. Jaden or Sajulaya, but like to just to wrestling like high level guys. And he's like, he was basically saying that he, he's kind of had this, like these like moments of like self-discovery realizing that like he was created to, he said like God created him to, um, to, to wrestle this, like this, like hard, like battling, like pace and this constant movement, constant pressure. And, and it, it did feel a little bit like that's how he beat Sajulaya. And then after that, he, he seemed, I don't know, his social media seemed like he was focused more on developing like power and like explosiveness or whatever instead of just that constant pressure. So I don't know if, if, if Snyder beats Jaden and if he does, I don't know if he can beat Sajulaya, but <sighs> again, but if he is going to, I think like hearing him describe that as his approach, it makes me really, really interested in, in how that, those matches are going to go. Oh, it's going to be so Man. exciting. It's... <sighs> I don't know. I, I'm so excited. Cool. And it's, so it's it's supposed to go down April 3rd and 4th. Oh, it would have been 4th. In don't State remind College. Me. And it would have been the whole HMA team meeting up in Jude's hometown. It would have been cool. I was so excited to go. I will I say this you. for Kyle. You know, now he has a whole other year to get better. Whole yeah. other year under Kale and Casey. Like, he's going to have a good game plan for, uh, for Cox when that happens. And hey, he will be. will have a better game plan in my eyes. I don't know, dude. Okay, we're not. We can't have this debate. <laughs> Who's got a year to get bigger and fill into ninety-seven? Oh. And also, he that's a scary thought. He transferred to the Ohio RTC, where Tervel Zlagnev is going to train him. Um, yeah. for Kyle Snyder because who knows Kyle Snyder best? Tervel Zlagnev. Yeah. Yeah, but it's we're getting off track. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's reel it back in. Um, that that landmine just like blew us apart so yeah. is it a pin is it a pin yeah he, thing? Yeah, he yeah he pinned him he hooked him he hooked him with the he did that elbow elbow, elbow hook like sajulaya that's how we got off track wow oh, it's over done yeah all right so 197 uh we got colin moore and eric lepotsky um so this again this is another guy you know that i i, I don't know a whole lot about and i i can't talk too much about um, I saw that he was a national qualifier. Uh, David, do you remember any more about him? Um, he was fifth at, at 197 uh, at, at one year, I think 2010. Um, I don't remember his, his results as much at 197, but yeah, 2010 NCAAs was the first tournament I ever went to, and so I kind of remember a little bit more from that. But uh, yeah, he won. I'm trying to see if he beat anybody really, really good. Um well, he beat – oh, dude, he beat Trevor Bramvold for, for, in that fifth-place wow. match. That's a really good win. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he was, he was solid, clearly solid. Uh, whoa, he beat – guys, he beat Galagayev. What? <laughs> <laughs> he beat Galagayev at 197 
uh, in 2010 at NCAA's. Wow. Um, so he's oh. he's not bad. He's he's really wins. he's really not bad. He's got some yeah. He's got some uh, got some some names in his hit list, but um, yeah, he's no Colin Moore. Yeah. So Jude, tell us the the stats for Colin Moore. All right, Colin Moore, dude. Uh, we've said this a lot. Never he never won a title, right? But he was definitely poised this year. Uh, it was him and the unicorn Noah Adams. Um, <laughs> He was gonna go <laughs> yeah. get it done, though. Uh, I mean, Moore's always been right there. He, you know, his. All, I think all of his losses his junior year were just a bow nickel, right? Um, he and yeah. it was just them. It was it. Um, he's, you know, he's lost to to nickel, um, but like, you know, he took third as a redshirt freshman, fourth as a sophomore, um, and second as a junior. Um, and yeah, I mean, what can you say? He had a really, really excellent career and was poised to get a, a national title yeah and i think that it's kind of lost in in the covid um you know tragedy but colin moore as great as he was in his first three years he was he was different this year man i mean he looked so good this year he was a man on a mission there was nobody that was going to stop him in my opinion yeah um so uh, it, it's colin moore here and he's also transitioning to, to ha- looking to have a, a pretty good freestyle career too. He was, I believe, he was beating Hayden Zilmer. Um, in the, he was up like nine zero or something. He was he was kind of killing him. And then Zilmer, I believe, like head pinched him, or mm-hmm. there was some. It was some just some freestyle technique, um, and got him. But I mean, Zilmer's he was ranked like whatever twelfth in the in the entire world at um, the the one uh uww rankings so um so colin moore is right there he's looking to have a good career yeah Um, and so in this match i will be taking colin moore i'm gonna just say it right there colin moore (laughs) cool sam not too hard yeah colin moore um i mean there's not much to say the dude he's a beast His, his dump is something i love love watching um just i mean it it doesn't look very technical it looks like it's really just a strength thing but man, when he goes in there, and it's a lot like Nick Lee's where he takes it off to the side. Um, a guy like Spencer kind of pulls him on top of him, but he kind of runs through him on his on his dump fireman's thing, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, he can hit that on so many guys. I'm going to take Colin Moore. Cool, Colin Moore for me too. He man, I yeah, I am also like you guys, really excited about his uh, his senior level career, and I I feel like he's um, a quad away probably, but. That win over Kyvin at Senior Nationals was was really really impressive and dude he picked them up oh wait no Kevin picked uh, Colin up I knew someone picked each other up yeah um, in that match but I think it was Gat Gatson just like popped so high yeah boom oh my gosh that was ridiculous yeah but it's yeah it's Colin more for me it's gonna be Colin man sitting at fifteen fifteen I, honestly I didn't really go through this duel in my head before. Um, but there's no way in the world I saw it coming down 15-15 at heavyweight. <laughs> it was um, Travis Rutt, man. He blew it yeah, up. Yeah, Travis Rutt. And Travis Rutt, dude. If, uh, if Sam hadn't have broke my heart last night, then then we could have had potential for an upset here. Um, <laughs> True, but I would not land mine against my, my man Kyle Snyder. I wouldn't do it. But yeah. would you do it to land mine against all of Ohio? <laughs> would you just yeah. uh, flip the whole duel? It would have been crazy because Ohio State can make a run. This lineup is really, really good. They could beat yeah. uh, uh, Iowa. Why they, is they Oklahoma seated so low? 
Uh, it, it's just honestly, when I when I did the seating, I literally just went back through the last ten years, um, and I you know I had like the teams that placed in the top ten, right? And so there was three teams that placed top ten all ten years, and then there was I think two teams that placed nine years, and then it went down and down and down. Um, and so they were down near the bottom. They had a bunch of really really good dudes, but as far as team placements, they only had like like Man, one or two be a better seed in the bracket, two. and they could go pretty far. Here's, yeah. here's, what's, here's what's interesting to me about this OU team is Rutt, Howe, Caldwell, all transfers. And, and if you swap out Patterson yes. for Milhoff, he yes. transferred out too. So it's yeah. a really – it's been, it's been a, a, an interesting season for Oklahoma. Guess who and, else? Um, they're yeah. getting another transfer right now, Mitch Moore. I saw that. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Huh. I really, Man, I really want OU to be good. I want OU Thank to you. be really good again. Guerrero and Roselli are two of the best coaches you could get. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could really turn their program around. They had Molinero a while back. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Dom Dimas' brother wrestled at Ohio State too, right? So he could have, you know, if, you know, he probably would have, I mean, Roselli's the reason he's at OU right now. And um, so, yeah, I, I hope those guys have a success. I really, it's, it's good for wrestling when the Big 12 is, is a little deeper than it is right now. UNI is on the rise. Um, Oklahoma State's about to make a huge push. Um, I mean, yeah, that, dude, that was – okay, so that was one of the things that, that kind of irked me when I put this thing together was, you know, I just kind of did it – I tried to do it just based off the data and, like, no – you know, I, I didn't want to influence it at all. Um, and then, you know, when I looked at it after, I'm like, man, like, there's no UNI in here. Like, we can't uh, – we can't, there's no Princeton. Like, there's there's so many teams that I wanted to talk about, but, like, you know, just objectively, I couldn't couldn't put them in. Yep. But, yep. Man. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, I was thinking about. I, I was like, why? Why can't we? I wish we could get Iowa State and just have Sion on. Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> and Man, Sam hey. was like, No, we're not having him on. Never, <laughs> never on home mat advantage. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you have to spend a lot of time in post production if Sion comes on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I was said. All right, let's go to this last matchup. I'm so, ready for that. I'll last matchup. Um, I think we all know Kyle Snyder, so we'll start with Ross Larson. Um, he was a national qualifier, I believe, four years in a row. Um, yeah, he qualified for the tournament four years in a row, um, was not able to place. Uh, but for Big 12 finishes, I see a third, 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 and a fourth. Um, his overall career record is 89 and 45. Um, so, you know, maybe – not on the same level, of course, obviously. Uh, but, you know, decent career from Larson. Um, uh, yeah. But on the flip side, uh, David, can you tell us a little bit about Kyle Snyder? Just Kyle Snyder. I, yeah. I, uh, giving you a hard one. Yeah. Man, Kyle Snyder, four-time finalist, three-time champ. He won the world championships after his, his worst NCAA finish. And then won the Olympics, and then won the Worlds again, um, and then he uh, was uh, silver and then bronze in the world. So I mean, he's really one of the best, one of the best to do it. Um, and he and he he broke the curse at heavyweight of not no one being able to win three in a row, right? Like yep. there had been this run of guys who could win two, and then they were in the finals for their third, and then they would get beat, and um, he got that done. So. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, Kyle Snyder. I, I'm sure he wrestled Ross Larson. They wrestled at the same time. 
Um, yeah. And I'm sure it didn't go well for Ross Larson. No, Ross. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to give Ross flashbacks, but. Okay. All right. Let's get these last votes in. Uh, yeah. Kyle Snyder. Kyle Snyder. Bam. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Kyle Snyder. Has it's to be Kyle said. Kyle Snyder here. And with uh, that. 15, 18 to 15, great, great duel. Dude, Ohio State holds up red hot Oklahoma State is, University, the Sooners. This was a really cool duel, and I'm glad we had David on them for this one because yeah. you know, I, I was honestly thinking before this duel, I, I thought this was going to go like Penn State and Iowa. Um, you know, Penn State wrestled Lehigh, and Iowa wrestled Oklahoma, or, uh, Arizona State, and both of those were just very one-sided beatdowns. And I was thinking, okay, the number three seed, like this is probably going to be the same kind of deal. Um, but man, Oklahoma, you know, even if they might not have had their best finishes at Oklahoma necessarily, um, had some really, really good dudes. And sure. I mean, you looking back at it too, man, if, you know, even with, with just that landmine, um, think about if we had all picked or if one of us had flipped and picked Cody Brewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. one of us awesome. had picked Cody Brewer. I picked Brewer. <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> takes – we had Oklahoma the, upsets. We had the people and Jude go for Brewer. So all oh, you guys, we could have had that, the first upset of that's wild. Of our, our duel and you know, given we're not really we're not really talking bonus points uh, unless we we do our landmines. But yeah, but man, that that was a great duel. Mm, so. fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, man. Oh, they seen these OU names. I just, I yeah, it really makes me hope they uh, get get more lineups that look a little bit more like this. Pretty soon. For sure. <laughs> uh, get, a, get a couple more all-decade lineups in there. Come on, guys. Yep. Yeah, you got it. All right. Well, hey, I think with that, this kind of wraps up this half of the recording. Um, David, uh, thank you so, so much for coming on and being available, just coming on to talk some wrestling. Um, it means the world to us. I speak for all three of us and when it says, like, just having guys come back and put it back into us. Man, it, it just means so much. And, you know, in an effort to, to mm-hmm. produce some good, uh, you know, good quality content um, during this coronavirus season, it just means the world that you can come on and help us. So, so thank you very much. And thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. And uh, you guys are doing such cool work and uh, really, really good work. You know, I mean, I think, I think um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they hear about like, young people working on a, working on a project and they're like, Oh, like, cool. We'll, you know, pat them on the head and tell them like good work or whatever, but you guys really do excellent work. It's very cool. You guys are professional and uh, it's, it's, it's cool to be part of it tonight. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you coming on and we'll definitely have to have you back sometime. All right. Looking forward to the next time. Absolutely. Thank you, David. Thanks guys. All right, guys. So now we're having Brayton Lee uh, join in just a couple seconds, and uh, and we'll get him in. So welcome back to the second half of the episode. We took a short break and we got Brayton Lee on the on the phone. Um, so welcome, Brayton. First of all, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Can't wait. Let's do it. I'm excited. Uh, so what do you what have you been doing? recently with all the corona going on um just been hanging out uh getting outside a lot um working out um wrestling actually a little bit here and there with some kids i've been wrestling with my whole life so um hopefully people don't get too mad at me for that but been ah. pretty safe and That's then awesome, uh, 
fishing and going outside. Yeah, it's been it's been fun actually. That's cool, man. So actually, I I, I kind of figured out before like earlier um, that I think we have a connection. Um, do you know Mike Gianfala and Evan Gianfala? Oh yeah, I'm actually. Yeah. I may go down there. I'm, I'm actually probably going to go to Georgia here in two weeks, probably. That's cool. So yeah. did you, uh, did you get a chance to meet, uh, Evan's girlfriend, Ansley? Yep. Yeah. She, she's awesome. That's my wife's sister. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. That's dude. wild. How yeah. It's crazy. How far do you live from them? Oh man. They, well, so the house they live in right now is actually literally right behind my house. I lived in growing up my whole life. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, I've known Evan for like, yeah, since he was in fifth grade. I was in like eighth, ninth grade or something. So, known you Evan know, like forever. Minion and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, this could go, this conversation could go on for a while. <laughs> uh, one more thing. Mike. I wrestled for Minion a bunch, a bunch of times. Yeah. Really? That's who I used to. I probably have 20 Minion segments. Cause really? We had a buddy from Indiana move to Georgia, and then actually we became even better friends with Mike and Evan. And we, actually, right? we stayed at their house, and I would wrestle at uh, – what's that ter- tournament in Atlanta? Dixie. Dixie. Dixie yep. <laughs> That's where so, I met know. Jacob, actually, for the first yeah. time. I met Jacob at Dixie Nationals this year. And wrestling yeah. world's wild. Your other, your other buddy, you're talking about Braden Johnson, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so we all went to the same high school. Um, it's crazy. Dude, Mike, Mike actually officiated my wedding, so – yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Crazy connection. This is getting crazy. <laughs> very, oh my very gosh. Too much. <laughs> um, but anyways, I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I, That's awesome. I, I had heard that a while back that he knew you, and then I just kind of like put it together the last couple of days. I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, they actually but, came to Big Tens, and they came to Big Tens, and they came to a duel and stayed with my family and stuff. It was yeah. great. Cool, man. Oh, well, this, we, I, we got to get got going. Your, that's how I got your number, Brayton, was from Sean Russell. <laughs> this uh, is too much. Too many my, drops. my connections with Georgia and Team Minion. Uh, his little brother really? is well. uh, <laughs> Team Minion all the time. All right. That's pretty cool. Well, we got to get talking wrestling at some point. Um, otherwise, we're going we're gonna to lose everybody. Um, uh, but, uh, let's just go ahead and kick it off, man. So we, we brought you on, obviously, to talk about uh, your team. You got the number six Minnesota Golden Gophers and the number eleven uh, Illinois Fighting Illini, right? Yeah, um, Fighting Illini. Yeah, and so let's just go ahead and list like the lineups we got laid out first. Um, so I actually did Minnesota. Uh, Jude did Illinois. Uh, for Minnesota, we've got Ethan Lee, Zach, Jason Ness, Mikey Thorne, the the Brayton Lee on our show, uh, <gasps> Dylan Ness, Cody Yon, Logan Storley, Kevin Steinhouse. Uh, Scott Schiller and, and Tony uh, uh, dude, no. Okay. Listen, Gable is, is Gable's awesome. No, we had to talk about objectively over the past decade that I, I am not a great. We'll debate it later. We'll talk about it later. We'll, right. we'll put out that Minnesota, all the, all Minnesota team. And they had Tony. I'm sorry, Sam. Oh, this is literally nothing about uh, about me saying anything about Gable. It's just you got to look at the stats. I've got a case for it. We'll get there. 
Let's talk about it again in three years, and it'll be a different decision. This different is like the Jordan thing. Burroughs date discussion. <laughs> yeah. Who in college. Oh, but, maybe we should get Tony and Gable on, man. Have him duke it out. I don't fun. think Tony would say a whole lot. That Tony would be, wouldn't say much, yeah. yeah. No, no, no good reviews there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So on the other side, we got Jesse Delgado, uh, Zane Richards, Jimmy Kennedy, Eric Barone. Is it Barone or Brony? I guess Barone. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Someone get Martinez. Eric on the horn. Isaiah Martinez, Conrad Poles, Jordan Blanton, Emery Parker, uh, Jeff, uh, is it Kepke or Kopke? Um, and then Brooks Black at the end. Um, so let's just go ahead and start at the top and get into this thing. Well, hold on. Um, uh, actually, hold Illinois' choice. So it is, it is the lower seed. Is Illinois, it's their choice. So where do you, you want to start, where Illinois? Where do you want to start? Oh, I'm starting it at 165 pounds. We're going to finish with the marquee matchup, Dylan Ness versus Isaiah Martinez. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I think uh, that's where I'm starting it. That's where I want to start. So let's hit it off with Conrad Poles and Cody Yawn. Uh, Jacob, get us started with, uh, with Cody, please. Or, or Brayden, whoever, whoever. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I, for, for Cody Yawn, um, he was actually a, he was an all American in which year was that? Uh, 2013, he's an All-American. He got seventh place. Uh, his career record was 154. Uh, really, really solid dude um, for for the Gophers. Mm. Is, is he around the program at all anymore, Brayden? Um, no, he's not. Um, I wanted to take a guess and say he lives out in Colorado on a farm. I know he was a tough dude. Yeah. Um, I think farm sounds right. We have a lot of farm boys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> okay, so – so he's wrestling Conrad Poles, and uh, Conrad was a two-time All-American for the Illini. He, uh, I actually asked my coach David Taylor about him, and Conrad beat David in um, the Junior World Team trials, I believe, or in the in the finals of the trials. And so he was the Junior World Team member for that year. Um, Conrad was really really tough. He was a place at Big Tens, place at NCAA. Tough guy. He wrestled. Um, up until 2013, I believe. Um, interesting fact here: Conrad actually defeated Cody Yon um, at the Big Ten sh- uh, at the Big Ten Championships one year. Um, so, uh, okay. I, that's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Real quick, Cody Yon is in Colorado. Uh, he's coaching MMA and youth wrestling, I think. <clears throat> All right. For he's Cody also Yon, fighting MMA. Shout out. Yeah, maybe we should get Cody uh, on the podcast. Cool. Anyways, so let, well, I think you kind of decided it for us. Um, I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. No, you're good. I mean, I, I didn't really know a whole lot about, about Conrad. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're telling me that you know he All-American one more time than Cody did, he uh, beat David Taylor. And <laughs> uh, Junior Worlds. Or I, it might have been Universal. Is that, dude, David Taylor was one of the best he since he could walk. He was a beast in high school, especially. Um, so... <laughs> I'm going to have to go with, with Conrad on this one. Uh, what about you, Brayton? Um, I mean, it's tough to – even though I really never watched Cody much, I like to go back and watch some of these tough guys a little bit older than me or get them out. But I, never, I actually did watch Conrad wrestle David a few times, and I remember him being pretty tough and hard to score on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – 
your choices are not going to get back around to coach and cause you sprints or anything. So, no, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. This one I'm probably this one I'm probably the most like uneducated on because, I mean, I this was tough. I yeah, I, I don't really bunch. know much about it either. Um, just yeah. just a side note: um, the Twitter polls that we ran had um, Cody on fifty seven point one percent, and then um, Conrad at forty two point nine percent. Yeah, and just just so so Brayton knows that that's what all those stars are. They're our Twitter poll. Yes, that's our tiebreaker if we need one. Our Twitter poll. That's um, nice. So Cody's got the Twitter poll um, as a vote. G Swisher's got the Conrad polls as my vote. So all right, what do y'all got? Uh, I got Conrad and uh, Jacob. Who you have? Uh, yeah, I already got Conrad. Yep. I'm gonna go with Cody Yon. Um, Ooh. Just mix it up a little bit. I think he's got the ability to, to take the upsets. And I want to mix it up because I don't really know much about this match. So I'm going to go go with the people on this one. You just did Brayton so dirty right there. and left Oh, you him put him in the tough stuff. Well, so that's why we have the, the Twitter polls. We, we oh, okay. it's, So it's currently two and two right now. You're the tiebreaker. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's neat. All right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, wait, did they wrestle in college, you guys said? Yeah, yeah Conrad test. beat him. Yep. So Sam said, like, let's Look, throw that so out the window. We're talking best, like, best of their career throughout their okay. career. So one loss doesn't, doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. But Conrad okay. also was a two-time All-American, whereas Cody was Cody a one-time. One. That's true. Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm oh, upset here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lied. I'm I'm so wrong. Conrad lost the one point match to Jan. He lost the <laughs> one point. I'm, I'm so backwards. I've read that's it wrong. Please, I'm sorry. Absolutely everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> Terrible. Hey, I'll go with Cody. That helps right. me even more. All right. Cody, All right, Cody takes it. Takes right, the, the opener for sticking with your picks. For the Gophers. I'll Wait. stick with it, even though I was fed. All, like false information. No, it was just it was literally a one point match at Big It's all fake news. It's just I'm fake sorry. news. Cody okay. was a one time All American? Yeah. Alrighty. Uh oh, there his yeah, brother Sonny was a or Sony or Sonny was a three time. So but yeah. We're gonna take the lead. Three to nothing. All right. Well let's jump down to one one seventy four. Um and like when I, so I really started getting into college wrestling back in twenty ten. Um, and I, I, two teams that immediately, like I loved was Iowa and Minnesota. Uh, I really loved this whole, uh, group of guys from Minnesota. These next couple, um, starting one, 174 Logan Storley. Um, Logan Storley was awesome. He's actually fighting right now and, and doing really well. Um, but he was a four time all American. Um, and he placed sixth, fourth, third, and fourth. So right up there all the time. He's consistently right up there. That was that was that group. Um, I don't know how much you guys watched that group, but you know Mike Evans, uh, yeah, Matt Brown, uh, Kokesh, like all those guys were just so good and so much fun to watch. Um, and Storley had that crazy win over Kokesh when Kokesh was the one seed, um, and Kokesh was up by like one point, and there was like five seconds left, and Kokesh just decided to run away from him. And Storley dove at his feet and just literally just dove at his feet and grabbed his feet and got a takedown and, and won it. Mm. Sudden victory. It was insane. Uh. Um, and so, anyways, I could talk about Storley all day. He was awesome. Um, 
and I'm sure you've probably been around him, Brayton. Yeah, he's awesome. He actually, um, I mean, he let us train at his gym when we went to South Beach Duels, and Logan's a great guy, and he's a he's a beast, and he's really, um, <clears throat> I, I mean, he's a really scary dude out there on the mat. I mean, he was so good on bottom. He wrestled super hard on his feet. He was constantly faking, shooting, and he was just a, he wrestled hard, man. And so I think it's really hard for guys to beat him. And he was he he would reverse guys all the time. And as you know, reversals in college wrestling are pretty lethal, honestly. So mm-hmm. he was he was a tough guy. Oh yeah. So Jude, who's Jordan Blanton? All right, who's so Jordan Blanton. He is a four-time NCAA qualifier, three-time All-American. He actually had an injury in his sophomore year. Um, as so he as a redshirt freshman, he uh he, AA'd, he took fifth and then next season he got a um he got injured took the whole season out and then the next two years um he all american he had a total record of 115 and 43 um seventh at the big 10 champ or at the ncaa championships in 2013 really really tough dude um and but it i think you know the 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 clear decision should be logan storley here um you know, Logan beat better opponents. He, he had a better overall career. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I agree. Logan Storley. Sam Harry, who you yeah, have? Sam. I'm with y'all as well. I mean, a four-time All-American, such a tough, tough wrestler. I'm, I'm with you all. Cool. So we, got, we all got Storley, right? Yeah, I'm definitely with Storley. Even though I did like Jordan Boynton, actually, I uh, kind of gravitated toward him. He was, he was tough. He wrestled hard, too. He was he was a real tough dude. Yeah. Second, I have to change my name because Sam Herring. Well, I, I just saw it pop up as uh, Verclaren over Lugo. Uh, no, Jude, I, Jude, no. Is, Jude is very popular for on HMA uh, picking. So. Uh, hey, okay, I don't want to go over the story again because it's been told so many times, but. Yeah, I picked them, and then I deleted it. it. It was not even on the show. It was in the dock. Yeah, um, well, I was, you did it. Sorry, it happened. It. Own it. Um, so, 184. Let's jump down. 184, uh, uh, the Gophers taking the first two bouts. Uh, at 184, Kevin Steinhouse uh, versus Emery Parker. Uh, I think this would actually be a really good match to watch. Um, I, I would really have loved to see this one go down. Uh, do you can you tell us a little bit about Kevin Brayton? Has he been around? Yeah, the I, mean, I actually just got done watching one of his matches the other day. Um, he was wrestling Quentin Wright, and he actually beat Quentin Wright in a duel. Whoa! Wow. He, uh, yeah, he beat kind of beat him up. I mean, he turned him on top. He he had a nasty underhook, and he was just always going forward. Um, and everybody talks about him like he was just a tank brick, um, just made out of he was jacked. Yeah, he he was huge. So I mean, I know he was a hard worker, and he he beat good guys. Um, I think what did he get? Maybe third a few times or something. So he got eighth, fifth, nothing, and then fifth. I think there might have been an injury year or something. And yeah, um, yeah, but, probably with those big muscles, he probably tore something. <laughs> yeah, so, three time All American. Um, yeah, he was good. Awesome. I mean, I I wa- I've watched a lot of his matches actually because I really like. The way he used his underhook, and when I and I thought Quentin Quentin Wright to me was like he was seemed like a tough guy to beat, just kind of like 
remind me of Bo Nickel a lot. Somebody just really creative and just great wrestler and Steinhaus beat him. He, Steinhaus was older, I think, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let me say what I know about Emery Parker. Emery, uh, two-time All-American and uh, wrestled for the Illinois Illini. What is an Illini? Like while we're on it. I'll like, look it up. It's, it's an Illinois person. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not All sure. Right. <laughs> what, what, um, what the Hoosier? Yeah, yeah. Um, dude. Hey. Oh no, it's a hokey. Jeez. Like some of these college mascots, like I'm like, I don't I don't know. Um, hey, actually before we even go, this is this is not even with these lineups, but you're just talking about Quentin Wright. Um I actually went to the Penn State camp growing up and he was there. Um and he actually used me to to teach the headlock to the camp. Um and it was hilarious yeah. because like he, he headlocked me like and I'm in eighth grade at that point and he's a full grown man and he didn't care. Um, absolutely just headlocked the crap out of me. And he told me before he threw me, he was like, all right, man, just remember, cross your arms, chin down and enjoy the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Dude, Quinton is great, dude. He's like, just relax. He's fun to be around. He's great with kids. He wrestles up at a, a club pretty close to me in West Branch called 4M. Uh, really, really nice guy. Yeah. Um, I had to, I had to say it though, man. He's a uh, he was awesome. All right, but Emory Parker. Sorry, back to it. Sorry, yeah, no. Uh, I'm looking at it actually. It says right here. Did you know that in the 2019 NCAA Championships, he wrestled eight matches. Yeah, like, he, he wrestled almost every single round. He, he lost the Mad Max Ultimate Road Warrior Award. Which he <laughs> lost his first match to Chip Ness, and then literally won the next seven straight matches at NCAs. And got third, uh, right? It, to then beat Ness for third. Man. That's that's awesome. How crazy is that? That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So man. Oh, that was in twenty eighteen. In twenty nineteen, listen to this. So he, he wins his first match, then he drops one to Nita Bonacorsi, goes all the way back, mm-hmm. um, and just wrestles like six guys in a row, beats Sammy Colbray, Zach Zavatsky, Dylan Wiseman, Cash Wilkie, you know, back to back to back to back to back, and then drops one to uh, Miles Martin. Um, Conti semis. So Emery Parker has bad oh. warm-ups. That's all we can say. <laughs> Maybe. First hey. match today, it's a doozy. So the fact that you started at 65 may change my vote for this because he's got a better <laughs> match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe he's bad off the scales. Maybe he has a bad weight. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with Kevin Steinhaus. Um, I remember watching him. He was a hoss, uh, three-time All-American, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with him. What do you got, Jude? I'm taking Emery Parker. I'm, you know, like Sam always says, recency bias. Uh, I'm a little more familiar with his work. Also, he ran a gauntlet twice, two back-to-back in, uh, in NCAA. So I'm going to go with Emery Parker in this match. Brayton, who you got? I'm going to go with Steinhaus. I, I really think he's, he was a beast. Right. So I'm going to go with him. I'm the tiebreaker now. And I'm <gasps> going Steinhaus. Ah! Yeah, there we go. are taking these close matches. Um, I'm time- telling you, man, this is a this is a sick lineup. It's, it's we ran a- some extra sprints between before this duel. We're, we're ready for overtime. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, gonna if, do some damage. Like I said, I think Emery Parker. The duel starting 65. That's not good for him. No, that's he tough. Time off the scale. Yeah, he need, if it would have started at 97, he would have been in good shape. He would have been fine. I would have picked him then. You're right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So speaking of 97. 
Uh, Jude, tell us, who's the Illini's rep at 197? All right, Jeff Kopke. He is a two-time NCAA qualifier. Um, unfortunately, the, the, uh, the Illini did not have much consistency here at 197, uh, but he qualified twice for the NCAA championships. He was sixth placer at Big Tens. Um, you know, real, uh, uh, all around a tough opponent. Didn't quite get it done. Um, but that's about it for, uh, for Jeff here. What do you have? So uh, Scott Schiller uh, from or for the Gophers uh, was a three-time All-American also. He got fifth, third, and fourth. Um, and he, I, I didn't get a chance to look and see when those years were um, because I'm, I was wondering why he wasn't a four-timer. But um, right before him was, was Sonny on uh, All-Americaning three times. And right after you had uh, Brett Farr. Um, so he was sandwiched in between. Uh, that was just a, a streak of all Americans for the Gophers. Um, but, uh, Scott Schiller. Yeah. Three time all American. Uh, he was another guy. He reminded me, I mean, he was a lot like Kevin Steinhouse. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching him wrestle as well. Rain, you, do you know Scott he, at all? Um, yeah, he, he actually still works in Minneapolis and comes in the room and wrestles. Still, some or he's wrestled, came in a few, came in a few times and wrestled actually. Um, yeah, kind of piggybacking off like, um, Jacob was they were sit guys were so dedicated on being on this team, and some of these guys like Brett Farr didn't wrestle his freshman year, and I think that may have been the same thing for Scott. Um, I mean, it wasn't that they weren't tough guys, but they were That's so dedicated to be in this room. And it was, it was just so much tradition tradition in this team and some of these tough guys. So, yeah, Scott was – he didn't care. I mean, he knew he was going to get beat up and maybe not start. Um, mm. So he came in after. And maybe – so you, he didn't start your, the freshman year, Jacob? Yeah, I think it was his freshman year because I'm pretty sure he All-American in his last three years. Um, yeah. So if it, if it was his freshman year, then he didn't start because of Jan, um, who was also yeah. a three-time All-American. I think what, that sounds right. What went into um, the decision of putting him above Far? Um, because for me, it, it – I mean, you could make the decision either way, right? I, I could easily go either way with that, and that was a really hard one. Um, with Jan, it was a little bit easier because Jan's A's were 8, 7, and 5. Um, mm -hmm. Schiller had 5, 3, 4, um, and then Far had 3 and 2. Um, so, I – man, I really, really had a hard time with this. Um, if we're looking but, at the best of their career, though. Yeah, I would have had the better, better run. Yeah, well, to you got to remember to put them on the team, um, it was the best wrestler like for the Gophers of the decade, right? Who, okay. who statistically was the best guy of the decade, um, and so I, I agree that you know obviously Far made a final, um, yeah. and it was really hard to pick for me, but I just ended up going with the guy who's a three-time All-American. Um, it almost be Jaden Cox too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, no, I yeah, I really like Brett. He's actually like a brother to me. But um, oh, you yeah. can go either way. Obviously, a little fun fact about Schiller is Gable. Sometimes in the locker room, when Scott came in, he said, "Man, that guy used to beat me up so bad. He would run me into the walls." And and Gable, when he came back, Gable was like, "Oh, I can't wait to get my hands on this guy." Cause he used to because Gable was obviously going into the room at a young age, so uh, he said Scott used to just beat him yeah, up. No. That's crazy. Dude, all right. Brayden, how does uh, how does it go between Lesnar and uh, 
and Gable. Uh, I mean, I think Gable probably beats him. But Brock is a tank still, and he's... Brock is he's big, dude. He's big. <laughs> he's a lot bigger than Gable. Oh, yeah, my gosh. He's larger than Gable. Sorry, Gable. I think he's larger yeah, than most, most too, people. Most humans alive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Gable needs to clean up his diet a little bit compared to Brock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, Gable, I love you, buddy. Dude, maybe Gable right. go to WWE. Oh, yeah. I could see it. All right. Dude, I hope so. All right. So 197, I'm going to take Schiller. Um, Brayton, what, who you got? I'll go Schiller. I don't really know Kepke. Yeah, uh, Schiller on my side too. Sam Herring? As well. Okay. Uh, clean sweep. For the, for the Gophers, I don't, I don't see a path where they drop too many matches now. Yeah, so now ah, we're going to see five where me and Sam argued a little bit. I can't remember if it was the beginning of the show or off air, um, but – all right, so here's the deal. Obviously, everybody watching, you know that at 285, the Gophers have Gable Stevenson right now, who could have one of the best careers for the Gophers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that was a really hard decision. But again, oh. when I when I picked this team and when I picked all my teams, I really tried to make it as objective as possible and not my personal thoughts. Um, so when I looked into it, um, Tony Nelson in this era made three finals. Uh, he won a national title twice. Um, and you know, we've only seen one year of Gable, right? You, obviously, we've seen two, but we've only seen one NCAA tournament out of Gable. Um, and he got third that year, which is awesome. Right. Um, but uh, you have basically you know, one third and then one other All-Amer- uh, first-team All-American for Gable uh, versus three finals for Nelson where he took two and also they did meet in freestyle um and tony nelson took that win um have so they more than that they they might have that's the I'm one sure i found beaten him before though i'm sure he might have yeah. but we're talking about the best folks <laughs> yep, yep. wrestler for the Gophers of the decade and well, taking out my personal opinions i i'm i that's the only match i could find them wrestle each other um, they did wrestle in rally did they yeah. Gay will beat him the second time, but but I, I no, I I'm not disagreeing with your pick. I think no. it's fair to this uh to these rules. Yeah, and it, again, like I said earlier, if if we do this again in three or four years, it, it probably is gonna be different. Right? Yeah. Um well, here's but an argument for that. What we got right now. Um why is it different? Because Gable would have more stats and more national titles? Because he could, yeah. We're talking about stats right now, man. Right. And uh, are we? Tony Nelson's got three finals and two championships. Because where I'm coming from is, we're talking about a real match where we um, take in styles and and the mashup, and so where Gable comes in, I don't think he's getting much like too much better in his college career to flip the result, and so where he is right now, whether he has the stats or not, is still incredibly, incredibly good. And he beat Tony Nelson his freshman year. And he beat – well, he was this close to beating Nick Wisdowski at Final X this year. Now, we are talking freestyle. But my argument is that regardless of stats, since Gable hasn't had that opportunity, he is still that good. And so we're not really comparing stats here. We're comparing the matchup between them. Ooh. So I would argue that Gable would make the lineup. But regardless, I think both <laughs> of them beat the country band. Right. Absolutely. I think, I think the I think the easier thing 
I, excuse me, Jacob. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Um, I see, I see both ways. I do think, I do think Gable, um, is, I, I would, I would call him the, the better at the skill of wrestling. Um, he has not been, you know, he has not had the opportunity to make three finals, you know, whereas, uh, for our purposes for this thing, it might actually be easier if we did Tony Nelson, because now we have, um, an actual resume to look at as opposed to Gables, which is still ongoing. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's a case for both. Um, but. I don't know. Jacob made the team, Sam. So we kind of got to yeah, throw it that way. Well, yeah, and I, Jacob I want, made the want, team, and I, I'm not going to change it, but I'm right. just saying in my eyes, Gable should make the team. But regardless, both of them. Well, my first instinct is to be like, I made the team. Leave me alone. It's my choice. But it wasn't my choice. I, I tried to make all of these objectively. Like, I, I didn't put any of my opinion into it. I, I took, well, what's the best stats? Yeah. You know, and well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, shook I, up. Especially with a match like that, because that's hard. <laughs> so I don't want to be the guy that, you know, if I put people on this team with my emotions, then this is my all-decade team. Right. Right. This is not who I actually think is the all-decade team. And I know so. what you're saying. But if I ask you right now, who would, who's the better wrestle, wrestler, Tony Nelson at his prime in college, or Gable Stevenson at his prime in college, who would you say? Tony Nelson's in the lineup right now, so um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to pick this match. We'll talk Sam about here, that. We got to keep moving, dog. Um, let me give you the rundown on Brooks Black because Brooks is over here standing like. Uh, um, so Brooks was a killer in high school. Uh, it says here, you know, he's three-time Ironman champion, Beast of the East champion, national prep champion, two-time Powerade, like all these like high school stuff. He was fifth in um, in Ju- Fila Juniors uh, Worlds. Um, his collegiate career. You know, he was the four-year starter for Illinois. He uh, NCAA qualifier. He was a three-time Big Ten championship placer. Really um, tough wrestler. But this weight is another one where Illinois has uh, Illinois Illinois has struggled to uh, to to fill the gap with a, a consistent um, a, a contender here. Um, and I hope that they can in the future. A uh, little known fact, I was actually born, born in Illinois. I was born in Chicago. And uh, I can't even say my dang home state right. So, it's great. <laughs> but, I mean, but yes, it's got to be Tony Nelson, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Tony Nelson for me. What do you got, Brayden? I'll take Big Tone. Big Tone. <laughs> the original Big Tone. The original Big Tone. Yep. All right. And with that, we circle all the way back to 125 pounds. Yeah. This matchup, I actually think is really, really cool. We got Jesse Delgado, you know, takedown wizard, whereas Ethan Lezak, the backpack. Um, let me kick it to you, Jacob Hughley. Who you got? Dude, if there is one match in this whole lineup that I would love to see, it's this one. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see this match. Uh, Jesse Delgado was crazy, just scrambling all over the place, slippery. I mean, he was more slippery. Like, he was more Nico Megalutis than Nico was. Um, <laughs> and so uh, it would be fun to watch. But, um, you know, Lezak, obviously, he, he spent a lot of time at 133. Actually, All-American at 133, more than 125. Um, but when filling out our lineup, you know, this is where I could slot him in at, and it's where his best finish was. Um, Lezak made a final uh, against Darian Cruz, and he actually beat Darian earlier in the year, um, but ended up coming up short in the national final. Um, but he could have been a national champ at 125. Um, 
And obviously his nickname's the backpack. Uh, he was awesome on top. You got to admire a dude that picks top. I freaking love that. It is mm-hmm. so cool to watch as a fan. Um, and he was so much fun. He was awesome on top. And I would love to see him get the chance and see how, how it goes with if he could ride Delgado. Um, so I would love to see this match. Man. But All right. My biggest thing here, actually, let me give you the rundown. Jesse Delgado, he's a, uh, he transferred, actually. He was at Cal Poly, and he transferred to Illinois. Um, I believe in his – he had a – you know, he transferred, I'm pretty sure. And um, he went, and I believe he was a, a two-time national champion. He was the OW of the 2013 Big Tens. Um, he was a three-time Division One All-American incredibly incredibly talented wrestler he could get in from shots a mile away he could scramble out of anywhere he could you know lock he could lock cradles up he could do splits just very talented fast twitch guy um and the biggest thing for me in this matchup is i don't i don't see ethan scoring on him i don't know if he could um i don't think i don't think he can take him down and i don't think he i like as good as he is on top, I think he'll get riding time, bare minimum. But I won't. So I don't think he would turn him. The path Wait, to victory. With um, I drilled with him a few times when I I was a f- true freshman. Um, we never wrestled live. I I really missed out on that opportunity. That would have been crazy. Is he still there? Or is he, did he go to Pittsburgh? He's, He's at, at uh, Penn. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His yeah. Little, I think little brother goes out there. Um, I mean, I've talked to Sean about it. Um, Ethan's just – he's got to be so crazy to wrestle. Um, I bet when, like, you do those top-bottom days or whatever where you do live um, shark bait type stuff and top and bottom, Ethan's got to be, like, the last guy to get picked for a partner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But, All right. I, I think that the, the path to victory that I see for – for Lezak is him with a turn on top, right? If he's going to beat Delgado, he's got to turn him. Um, but you know, at the end of the end of the day, Jesse Delgado was a two-time national champ. He won it as a sophomore and a junior. And people don't remember, um, but his senior year, he was very, very hurt at the NCAA tournament um, and ended up not placing. And so, um, this is a guy that you know, if healthy, we could be talking about as a three-timer. Um, and he was, you know. He's one of the best of the decade too. He, and so he beat Nation, right? <laughs> yeah, and he also uh, he he cradled Nico Megalutis yeah. in the finals. Um, and so and that's that was the deciding factor. And I, dude, those scrambles were insane. So good. Um, it he man, he was so much fun to watch. And, and for me, as much as I love the backpack, I'm such a fan, man. But I gotta go with Delgado in this match because uh, I just think that there's a. There, there's a specific path to victory for Lizak, and that's uh, Lizak, and that's having to turn him. Um, and I think there's more paths to victory for Delgado here. So I'm gonna go Delgado. I'm also going Delgado for all those reasons above. Just and also like I don't see how Le- uh, Lizak can score on him. Delgado never really had a top weakness; he could get out pretty quickly. Um, or I mean, a bottom weakness; he could get out pretty quickly. And so I'm taking Jesse Delgado over. And ah, oh, this is. This is Illinois' first points on the board. Brayton, who, who are you got in this one? I actually really think this match is super interesting. I mean, Me obviously you guys know Lezak was good on top and Delgado was so fast from his feet. 
the thing about Delgado is, I mean, he definitely could shoot. He could shoot in from so far, fake, 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 get guys reacting and just dive in. But that, to me, that actually plays into Lezak. I mean, Lezak likes getting scrambles too. Yeah. I mean, they're, they definitely both were really good at scrambling. So I could definitely see how um, Lezak could pull this out because Lezak was really smart and really – he, I mean, he liked being in scrambles. He liked being guys on his legs because he knew if the if he came out on one scramble, he'd have a um, he'd have a takedown. And he'd be on top right where he needed to be. So I think Delgado was definitely shooting on Lezak. He Lezak never was too worried about um, um, sprawling or getting his head in the way. So Lezak's gonna welcome the challenge of a scramble, and I think Delgado's best scrambling. I th- I'm I'm not saying. I definitely think Delgado was probably good at wrestling and scrambling and figuring mm-hmm. positions out. But his best kind of takedown was when guys would shoot on him. And you guys talked about the Nation Gary match when Nation shot the fastest double leg, um, just so athletic. And Delgado was underneath his ankle so fast. It's like it looks like the video sped up if if you go and rewatch that match. So Lizak was good too though at scrambling. So I think it is possible because Delgado was better at scrambling when guys shoot and Lizak's not going to shoot. So I think it would be possible if Lizak got on top. I, think, I agree. That's a, yeah. that's a like he's got a very clear path to victory. Yeah, very I do clear. think it would be tough to turn Delgado. Um, he was long. I felt like he was a long twenty-five. <sighs> also, think about this. Ethan Lizak, how does he turn guys? Short guys sucks him back. Legs and crab ride then sucks him back. Who's Jesse Delgado's coach? Mark Perry. Mark Perry. (laughs) He hit. He threw legs in all through college. Yeah, I I remember Mark Perry saying. I remember Mark Perry saying too. He, he. I don't want to quote him specifically because it was a very brief conversation. But I remember him saying guys didn't really know how to ride legs, and. Like how Isaiah Martinez threw, I think, guys out of legs because Mark was his coach. Um, I think was Isaiah Mar- did Isaiah Martinez ever wrestle Daniel Lewis? And Daniel uh, Lewis, I don't think uh, so. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, maybe it was someone else. But Isaiah would flip those guys off him. He wrestled Wick, yes. and Wick was big on that kind of stuff. Yeah, and he would just he would just use his. I mean, he was so strong and a freak, but. He would really just throw those guys off if they threw legs in. But, yeah, I mean, I would pick – I would definitely not be afraid to pick Lezak. I mean, he beat guys like Roman Bravo Young who were fast and who were scrambly. And, he I mean, he beat all sorts of guys like DeSanto and Roman yeah. Bravo Young. I mean, he definitely could beat those top-level guys, you know. Mm. I mean, he had Gilman beat in that duel and he – Kind yeah. of got gassed out. Uh, <laughs> He's on the level for sure. Dude, I think so. Dude, so I, I, Brayton, I pulled up the match you were talking about, Garrett versus – Nation Garrett versus Jesse Delgado. And Crazy I match. timed it. Literally. It was the, it's, it's, double. it's under two seconds from the time the, the whistle is blown before Nation's in on his legs. And it is less than half a second before, uh, what's, for, before Delgado gets under his ankle. Wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's it so fast. Super fast. I mean – if you can, if you can, and I, I don't think Lizak would really take a lot of sh- shots on him just because, yeah. Yeah. 
I would I would pick Lee Zach like just for fun and because I think if I'm being honest, I think there's a chance. Yeah. All right. So Britain's got Lee Zach. Sam, who you got? I've got Delgado. Um, I think there's a very clear path, like Brayton was saying. But man, it's it's tough to see. It's a very specific game plan for Lezak to have to to fill in. And I think Delgado has to do a couple things to, to check those boxes to win the match. And it's it's way easier for for Delgado to win the match than it would for Lezak. Um, yeah, I think that's I a great point. I would say both of them. I would definitely say both of them have the capability to win. But, for sure. Uh, Delgado is definitely favored, and so I'll take him in this one. Like, you have to say that, like, for Lezak to beat Delgado, like, yeah, he has a shot, but he's got to wrestle, like, close to perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which he's gotta, is – He's got to win a big scramble, and yeah, he's got to do his magic on top. <sighs> I, I do think if you can take down Gilman and turn Gilman, you could take down Delgado. and t- Even though they're different breeds. He definitely but, can. Yeah. yeah. All right, so and if let's let's go. Can scramble Delgado. I'm gonna throw Lezak up there. Yeah, for sure. That's a fun match. That's a great one. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to 133. Um, we could. I mean, I could talk about those dudes all day. Um, but 133. I, I'm interested right here. We got Jason Ness, a Hodge Trophy winner. Uh, have you wrestled with Ness? Oh, a lot actually. We wrestled what, quite so a bit. What is it like to wrestle Hodge Trophy? winner <laughs> he's by far the strongest person i've ever wrestled really yes i mean he he's i mean first of all he's i couldn't imagine too he was he's so lean and he he's um i don't want to age him too much but he's up there <laughs> <laughs> i actually always call him grandpa sometimes. nice but he's he's great he's an awesome guy and he's so um he's really smart about the sport he's, he's always improving and He's always doing the little things right, and he's just—he's a freak. He, he's so strong. What's um, he walk around at right now? What weight? He's light too. Is the crazy thing. He's like 45, 50. Wow. So my when I first got to college, I was a little smaller, like weighing fifties, like like a really low fifties. And <clears throat> I mean, he would cradle me and choke me. And I remember one one of the days he grabbed me and was like, "Let's wrestle," but it was like grappling. Like he, we would just roll around on the mat and he would just hold me down and like choke me and stuff. And that's just uh, what he's good at. So, I mean, he's got serious strength. I mean, he pinned 19 guys. I mean, you, to pin that many people, you have to have a different strength. In oh yeah. Yeah. And his wrestling in his wrestling is just great. <clears throat> oh yeah. So, I mean, obviously we know he won a Hodge. Um, he won a national title in 2010 uh, it's just consistently amazing. Like you said, he pinned 19 people on his way to a Hodge Trophy. Um, and, you know, for me personally, this is one of my favorite wrestling fandom, like wrestling memories of all time. Um, him winning that national title over Dan Dennis. Um, oh, my God, man. There's There was like less than 15 seconds left, and he goes, fake duck bear hug to the back for four and wins a national title and it was it was oh. insane that was one of the coolest matches of all time um but there's there's jason ness jude tell us about his opponent zane richards all right zane richards three-time ncaa qualifier two-time all-american he you know he was uh he was our representative for the world championships one year 
Um, really tough, dude. He wrestled up until twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty seventeen. Uh, four time starter. Um, and he had one hundred eleven wins. Fantastic, fantastic wrestler. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, did I miss anything? Is there anything you else would uh that I miss? No, Probably I don't think good. so. And this is this is where I think like technically the match would come down to. Zane Richards shoots a post high crotch. Okay. Hits the corner. Jason Ness goes Gator Bacon. Hey, that's over. the wrong Ness, man. Wrong next. Wrong Ness. That, that's that's not all the way true. He can he he's got the skill and uh, even though Dylan ex, uh, expressed well, Dylan it, made it famous. Yes, Dylan was the Gator Bacon King, but. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm ignorant. Is is there a relation there? Are they are they related or? Are you serious? I'm sorry. I'm. They're I'm, brothers. Dude, they're I didn't brothers. know it, dude. I didn't know. <laughs> Don't, they're on the same team. I know. Like and name Ness. I dude. Did dude, when when Jason Ness won his national title and ran in like hugged his dad, Dylan was sitting next to him. Sorry. In the in the. Stupid. Oh man. I'm sorry. I'll just turn wow. off my mic and go to bed. It's okay. That, yeah, just go ahead and log off now. Um, but <laughs> oh, but Jason actually, he, I remember when he wrestled McKenna at Senior Nationals this year, he almost, he like was losing. He actually got injured in the match. And he reached back and choked him. And like, I, th- I, I can't remember the outcome of that position. But it was pretty like, wow. He like <laughs> choked yeah. McKenna there for a second. Oh. Almost gator baked him. Gator baking him. I like your name, Jude. Mine it. <laughs> Let me. Uh, what did you put, man? Great. Oh god. I'll just. I'll just leave it. It's my, um, my badge of shame. Let's. All right. So we all got Ness, show. right? E, yeah. Zane yeah. Richards was tough. Oh, he was. He was real tough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I'm going Jason Ness. One forty-one. Jude, set us up. All right, Jimmy Kennedy, uh, stepbrother of David Taylor, uh, dude. Stepbrother. Uh, try again. Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Wrong relation. I'm dropping the ball, guys. It's past my bed. You got it, man. It's all good. You, uh, it happens to the best of us. I'm sorry. We, su- we support you, Jude. Give me a Much chance. Give me a chance Nate. here. Four-time NCAA qualifier, three-time All-American. Uh, he was fourth in 2008, two-time, uh, fifth place in 2009 and 2011. Jimmy Kennedy, really, really tough dude. I always – my memory of Jimmy Kennedy is him getting uh, – just bombed by Molinero at the, um, uh, I don't remember, it was a freestyle event, right? Uh, Molinero just goes double leg and jumps and just lands on top of him. Really tough, dude. Um, I don't know, tell us about Mike Thorne. Yeah, uh, Mikey Thorne, another one of the, the gophers that I that was on the team when I started watching and really becoming a fan. Um, he was a, a two-time, Nash, or a two-time uh, All-American. Um, he placed seventh and third. Uh, and was just, you know, really solid. Yeah, he, uh, he obviously came from the the trio. Was it the trio of Thorn Brothers? I think there's three of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just really solid dude all the way around seventh and third. Um, yeah. So, what do you guys see? What do you see, Sam? Jimmy Kennedy was was too solid. I've got Jimmy Kennedy. Um, Man, he was he and he competed for quite a while after his career mm-hmm. in freestyle, which I think was his better style. He's so good in neutral. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Jimmy Kennedy. I'm going Kennedy as well. 
Um, interesting stat here. He had 119 wins, uh, 24 losses. So we had a very, very good um, college career. And, you know, never mind. I'm stopped talking. Yeah, and then Jacob, go. Uh, yeah, I, for, for me, I'm going to have to go Jimmy Kennedy. Um, so, you know, there's not too much more to say. But, uh, Brayton, do you know, is, is Mike Thorne around the program at all anymore? Yeah, Mike comes to the duels. Um, Mike, David, they're awesome people. The Thorns are great. Um, Tommy was – they were all just amazing wrestlers, hard workers. And, uh, yeah, so Mike actually, he he was good. Jacob, you were kind of the researcher on Mike, and correct? Yeah, I, I might be wrong. No, no, I, I was just curious if um he beat – I want to say Reese Humphrey at Big Tens. He beat an Ohio State guy. That's good. Ohio very, State. very possible. He beat someone at Big. T- he was a Big Ten champ, I believe. Is that what you said? I think so. Um, yeah, he was a Big Ten champ, and was just. I mean, the Thorns are also kind of have the freak strength. Um, the Thorns and the Nesses are really strong. Got some good genes. Um, mm. Strong genes. Yeah, <laughs> but, Big uh, Ten champ. Yeah, does it say who he beat? Yeah, it was over uh, uh, Humphrey. Yeah, I mean, he beat Reese Humphrey. It's a three, uh, three kind of a, Reese Humphrey, I could maybe maybe make the comparison to Jimmy Kennedy, was probably better at freestyle as well. Kind of a freak athlete. I actually got the opportunity when I was in high school to get to wrestle with Jimmy. And he, he's Jimmy's a great guy too. And he was a – I mean, I was in high school – but Jimmy was so strong. I remember I was wrestling with him at Poeta's facility, and this dude was a tank. And I was like, and he, he didn't weigh that much because, you know, he wrestled 65 kilos and was pretty short, and I just yeah. couldn't figure out how this dude was so such a low weight class and so strong. But, he yeah. Was also, he was, a, he was our world rep in 2014. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kennedy, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, Kennedy. I remember he made a world team after he never won an NCAA title. But there's, I don't know if you guys have seen this video. David's brother, uh, no, Mike, David's brother actually posted this. It's such a sweet video. Uh, I may have retweeted it. I, I hope I did. I it deserved a retweet. But uh, it was, it was. I think, I think it was round of twelve or the seventh place match, and Mike Thorne was wrestling maybe someone from Lehigh or someone. I don't know who he was wrestling, but the, the caption was like, pinned or get pinned. And literally in the first minute, he went for an inside trip, got put to his back, like literally just WWE, the guy off his back, was back wrestling from t- uh, his feet, went for another throw, got thrown to his back in, rolled him through and pinned him. And it was uh-huh. all like, it was all like him, like being aggressive. And he was, they were kind of wild men, you know, David and Mike, they were super aggressive. So. Yeah, that's all I have on Mike, but you guys should watch that, the video if you haven't seen it. Obviously, I don't. I've never obviously had that that chance, but I think that would be one of the coolest positions to be in college wrestling. Is like in the NCAA tournament wrestling for like fifth or seventh because you're an All American, right? You're not going for first, so like just let it go and just yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be I think like it was. I think it was a play, already placed in match, like. Cause they, yeah. man, these dudes were. Oh, I found it, dude! I found the video. You oh should. My yeah. gosh. We'll have to retweet it from HMA. 
Um, yeah, I th- I th- but so let's get rolling on uh, while while we maybe look into retweeting that thing. Uh, but <laughs> I'm on it. Anyways, we're, we're jumping down to 149, um, where we have for the Illini, we have Eric Barone. Um, for the Gophers, some dude named Brayton Lee. Don't know who that is. Uh, awkward. Um, <laughs> Didn't do your research, uh, poor. Not good. But <clears throat> I, <laughs> um, I, I mean, this is really weird. This is weird to talk about you while you're sitting here. Um, <laughs> but we're going to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's awesome. That's funny. Brayton, so, thank you. Thank anyway, you. honestly, it, it's really not too hard to talk about um, because, um, you know, Brayden, obviously this was, was your first year in college wrestling. Um, you did end up earning All-American, first-team All-American honors. Um, and obviously we got to rest, watch you wrestle a lot of really tough dudes and beat a lot of really tough dudes. Um, super fun to watch you wrestle. Uh, Thanks, but, man. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome, man. Every time you watch Minnesota, you got to watch Brayden. Um, a lot of fun, especially the, the Sasso matches. I know everybody – Everybody talks about it, but uh, it's it's extra fun to watch those. Uh, but, I mean, do you have anything to say for yourself, Brady? <laughs> uh, Pick me. No, I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, um, just kidding. Nah, we won't put you in that in, in that box. But, uh, Jude, who's he wrestling? All right, he's got Eric Brown, who was a four-year starter for the Fighting Illini. Um you know, he qualified for NCAAs, I believe, only one time. Um, he made round of 16. Tough guy by all accounts. He, I mean, wrestling in the Big Ten, you know, you've got to be very talented. And he's having a meat grinder of season. Um, you know, he had, he had some pretty good uh, wins. One over Caleb Young um, at the Big Tens uh, uh, recently. Uh, I don't know if it was this year. It might have been last year. Um but, you know, t- tough guy, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to vote for him. <laughs> Uh-oh. I also what – if, also... What if Brayden landmined himself? What if he's like, <laughs> Eric catches me and pins me? <laughs> oh, man. So I also want to put out there, uh, just for everybody that's listening, um, you know, we, we got Brayton to come on, I think, yesterday or the day before we, we talked to him. Yeah. Um, these lineups have been made for like a week. So we – Brayton is on this team, right? This wasn't we put. It, this wasn't us sliding him in because he's on the show. Um, you know, I was, I was curious about that. So I was, yeah, no. I was trying to think about our past 49ers. Well, here I'll tell you. So over the last decade, um, you have two All Americans for the Gophers, and that is Dylan Nest and Brayton Lee. Um, and at 157, um, you all the only All American was Dylan Ness, right? Oh, and so. For that reason, we, we put Dylan S. at 157, and we put Brayton at 149. Good for um, the team. Yeah, it was, it was the best move for the team. I so, yeah. Actually, we did have one more All-American. Tommy All-American one year. No, no. He all a different weight. Yeah, 141. Right. He All-American at 41. Yeah. Good um, job there. Coach Agam had to, had to make the cuts and the decisions. Yeah, I mean, when you got two All Americans sitting there, you got to make it work. So you had to decide um, between <clears throat> Mike and Tommy. Yeah, yeah, we we missed that. That's funny. Yeah, dude, are they brothers? it's too. I'm well, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, we. I had to decide between them, but uh, you know, Mike was a seventh and a third, and Tommy was um, just an eighth. 
Yeah. Right? So he, he only all American one time. So, Man, uh, but top. yeah, but I mean, looking at this match, first of all, before we even talk about it, have you ever wrestled Eric? No, no. Cool. Easier was, to <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, I was like, please don't say yes, I have, and he beat me. Um, <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously watched both these dudes wrestle, and and again, um, I'm not. I don't ever say things just because people are on the show. Uh, but I, I picked Brighton to win this match. I think that he'd win. I'm with you, dude. Uh, are you gonna break I, his heart? I kind of want to pick it just for the memes, but I'll. <laughs> I'm picking Brighton. Who am I kidding, dude? Brayton Lee, Samuel, hey, dude. <laughs> you're you're welcome. <laughs> And I'm going to put one in for Brayton, too. The check mark. He's, uh, <laughs> Eric. He's a modest guy, and he doesn't want to doesn't want to make his own pick. But, I should have uh, flipped. I should have gone with Eric. Can I, land my, can I land mine to give Eric the victory? Yeah, uh, if you wanted to. And you, you can do it, bro. Well, <laughs> you still have it. Way too of a nice guy. We're, uh, trying, to, we're trying to sweep him. Oh, wait, no. They already beat us in a match. Yeah. <laughs> Here, wait. I actually told I told Brayton before the show. I, I said you definitely need to go out there and just say, "Yep, I splatled him." Landmine. <laughs> no, uh, over. <laughs> yeah, no, but that. I mean, cool. It's it's cool to talk about somebody that's sitting here. <laughs> uh, but let, let's go ahead and let's get past the awkwardness for poor Brayton. Uh, <laughs> 157, our final match of the duel, our highlight match. Um, mm. We have seen this happen. Um, oh, that match. I went and watched that match. And it's it went really Imar's good. way. It's really, really good, though. It's, oh, dude, Ness, like, uh, Ness just lets it fly. Man. If a landmine I, isn't used here, my goodness. This is the landmine spot of all landmine spots. So probably the whole bracket. Don't yeah. don't push button. <laughs> I'm not bugging. All right, so let's let's talk about him first. I'll go with with Dylan Ness first. Um, he was a four time All American. He was a two time finalist. Um, he went two four two six. Um, and you know th- this is another guy like we talked about our last duel um, with Ohio State and Oklahoma. Um, we talked about Tyler Caldwell getting second twice and and losing to two greats. Um, well, Dylan Ness kind of did something similar. Um, and, and not maybe not the, the same level of, of losses as Tyler Caldwell had, but um, in his two finals appearances, Dylan lost to Frank Molinaro, uh, and in the other one, he lost to Alex Derringer. Um, so obviously, two studs. Um, so you cannot fault him for either of those there. Um, and then his senior year was dealing with a little bit of injuries, and actually he injury defaulted out to sixth. Um, so he was able to wrestle to receive all American honors. <clears throat> and then uh, uh, he actually came out and took a standing ovation um, when he took his medical forfeit, um, which was really cool. Um, and, you know, it was, it was a, it, it was a sad ending, but kind of a fitting ending um, for somebody that was so electric and fun to watch. Um, you know, if, if, if you watched him, he had that, that move that he basically created that gator bacon move, which was stupidly fun to watch. <laughs> um, I dude, I watched. So I was I was in maybe high school when when he was wrestling, um, and I remember watching him do that and going in and grab one of the dudes in practice and just drilling that move just so I could know that what I know how to do it. What year was that? Um, ah, I don't know man. How old I was. So are we dating well, Jacob here? I, I graduated high school in 2014. Mm. So 
So around 2013, 14 area? You, you can try to date me all you want, my man, but I'm 24 years old, so it's not going to hurt me. No. <laughs> uh, I was like seven, you, six or seven, I guess. Funny story. I used to go to Ken Chertow camps because you would have them in, in State College. And yeah. one time you had Dylan Ness for like a whole week. And he was trying yeah. to – and he was like – trying to teach us the gator bacon. And I, I think I remember that none of us really got it um, because we're all youth kids. But, like, he's a fun, fun dude. Dude, um, I destroy high school kids with it nowadays. <laughs> it, is, it is so much fun. Oh, my God. Um, That's when wrestling gets real fun, huh, when you just can do stuff. Oh, man. So I'm a high school wrestling coach, and it's the most fun thing in the world because I'll just let kids shoot in on me and just go over the top. and just. That's great. That's actually, awesome. I, I'm not going to lie. I actually did it like two days ago. I, I don't know why. I think it's because we were, guy, yeah, we were doing like situational and guys started in on a high crotch. And it's practice. I was like, let's do it. So the real question that all the fans want to know is, first, have you wrestled Dylan Ness? Second, have you been gator bacon to buy Dylan Ness? Yeah, I, yes, the ball. <laughs> oh man and but, but okay what's it like knowing that he's got this and just can't stop it it's almost a little unfair in practice because you don't care so you don't respect it as much uh <laughs> I, I think that's what i would say to that but did it come off of your shot oh yeah because i i'm stubborn when, when it comes to most wrestling matches it, like i'll shoot on mitch and i mean i want to that's that's kind of my does he head pinch you Oh, man, Mitch, he's <laughs> – I almost stopped shooting on Mitch because it, it's – he'll he'll do some damage to your neck and your, oh. your breathing. Oh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, Mitch is actually – his head pinches. Probably yeah. – I would probably rather get Gator Bacon than get Mitch's head pinch. Which, which is harder yeah. to stop, the head pinch or the, uh, or the Gator Bacon? I would venture uh, – my guess, real quick, before you go, is the head pinch. Head pinches in general are, are harder to defend. I mean, Mitch is so short, and when he gets that thing locked up, I mean, you're, you're, you're going. Like, you just have to – in folk style, it's a little easier to stop, per se, to stop from, like, giving up a takedown. Yeah. You can yeah. maybe roll through or you can wrestle still. Because Mitch pins people when – Mitch is a little tougher to pin people because he, like – Gator bacon, or he head pinches him, and then he tries to assassin because he can't really pin him from that head pinch, you know. Yeah. So he Mitch kind of has to put a little bit more together to pin people, oh. but man, Dylan was unreal. I mean, he's still doing it. I remember at World Team Trials, and he did it to someone at World Team Trials. It was Molinero. Did he? Yep. Yeah. That was it. Yep. it was Molinero. Yeah. Did he, he beat him there for third mm -hmm. or fourth? Yeah, no, it was the it was the Revenge. US it was the US Open in uh twenty nineteen and uh for third place, Dylan Ness like just I think he just Gator Bacon pinned him. Yeah. Um yeah. if I remember yeah, correctly. I remember that. No, well he's Molinero. He's been do I mean he's still doing it regularly and it's pretty awesome to watch. But that this match is actually really interesting, even though Isaiah like went full mark isaiah like college Good ham bro hold up like, but before we talk about it a little bit more jude tell us if you don't know who isaiah martinez you've been living under a rock um but what are what oh, are yeah. mr stats real All quick right. before we talk about it because i don't want to get into anything before we at least know who he is he went one one two two three college losses in total lost to jason Nolf. um 
He only and had three losses. Wow. Jason Nolf yeah, and Vincenzo, and Vincenzo twice. Joseph. Um, and he was actually pinned in two of those. Yep. Um, he, I, was so at he, the, I was at the duel when Nolf pinned him, actually. Oh, my gosh. Like, what was that? What, what was it like, dude? Tell, uh, tell me. It was great. It was me and my dad. And I was a pretty big fan of Jason. I was probably, yeah, I don't know, not really. great in high school. But I was also a fan of Isaiah, and they were both awesome. And I could tell Isaiah was getting tired. I remember him getting tired, and I was like, Dad, he's going to get him. Like, he's just over-collar tight and snapping on both sides. And Isaiah, Isaiah was a horse sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes he would just go for things as hard as he could, kind of like Mitch. He would yeah. just use all of his muscle and just freaking – he would do that double underhooks and try to just – yeah horse guys over or when he would do the shoot his little outside step high crotch he would just like lift his head up and just straight his neck was so strong yeah. and he would you i mean sometimes he would use a lot of energy and jason yeah. would kind of do his thing and keep wrestling and kept shooting kept shooting and he eventually wore him out and I, it was i think it was probably a tough weight cut because it was a duel and <clears throat> i mean as is big yeah yeah and oh. I was at so I was at the NCAA's when when Chinzo pinned Imar. Wow! And I remember like that was the closest I'd sat in the the years I'd been, and so I was like almost like right there, a couple rows back, and that that was probably easily the loudest I've ever heard. The, the were you were you on the insane. right side? Were you in Tony's picture? I don't know, but we'll have to it, look at that. Maybe, but it was insane, dude. Like. I just well because you got to think at that point he's a two-time champ and he's yeah. on track for four. Oh, he's, and he gets stuck in the finals. It was insane. It was insane. Wild. And, yeah, and, and he, it was to the kid who who beat him like or you know he beat, lost. Yeah, he beat multiple times that season, right? Yeah, yeah, and people don't realize too. Like we obviously know who Chenzo is now. Right, but at that time, it was a surprise that he made the finals. Right, um, not like a huge, like a ten seed, right? But it was like he wasn't f- favored to make the final. Um, mm-hmm. And it who was did he have to go really, through? Do you remember? I think he beat Massa in the semis. Ooh. Yeah, um, I think he did. Massa but, uh, was the prodigy coming out of high school. Yeah, and that was the year Massa took third and was just really good, man. Um, and there, but there was a bunch of really good guys there. And I remember Chinzo was kind of thought as, as like the, the third or fourth best. Um, and obviously Lake or somebody or Marinelli, maybe, yeah. or, I don't, I'm not sure actually, but Chinzo yeah. has only had one loss at the, at, at ever in NCAAs. Yep. Just one loss. And yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, all right. So let's, Brayton's let's talk. Head. All of us have never <laughs> lost. We've never. Yeah, lost. I'm undefeated at NCAA's. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I mean, I know what it feels like. <laughs> but let's, so let's get into picks. All right. So um, let's I will Brayton start it off. Well, let's we'll leave Brayton to last. That's what I'm um, talking about. Yeah. So I, I'll go ahead and go first, and I am going to Gator Bacon. It's the Gator Bacon, guys. It, it's the Ooh. Gator Bacon. It's Dylan Ness. <laughs> I'm picking Dylan Ness because wow. if, if, while I know that if I'm he gator baked him, you think he would be able to keep him on his back? Hmm. Huh? Like, I do. do. You think he would be able to hold him down? He kept I do. That, down. Yeah. Like you um, have to have some Molinaro's big. Yeah, but well, my thing is, I know that Imar beat him. 
Um, but we've seen the only three losses that IMR had in his college career, two of them he got pinned. Dylan's going to have to pin him, and Dylan's a pinner. So uh, I'm going to go Dylan because I, that was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time growing up. So all right. I, I'm not picking against him. Dylan Ness. Encounter, dude. Put it Isaiah down, Martinez, not only did he beat Dylan Ness, but he, built, he beat the Gator Bacon. You know, he hits this, you know, he's up, by, it's five to two, and he goes left hand outside single leg, picks up the leg really easy. Ness reaches for the neck. He's going for it. He's going for it. And Isaiah Martinez just picks him up and slams him down. And oh, the visual is great. Dude, does yeah, not. That's wrong. That probably is crazy. Listen, and he lets, he lets Ness hit the ground first so that he still can't, you know, because Ness would hit the ground and then flip guys over. But like Isaiah beat Ness, he beat the Gator Bacon. I'm taking Isaiah Martinez here in this anybody, highlight matchup. Anybody can stop it once. Nobody's Gator Bacon proof. No, Sam. I agree. I got Imar. I mean, um, it's pretty simple. Imar's the the best, uh, one of the best to ever do it in college wrestling. And uh, while I agree that Dylan Ness has the capability to do it, I'm not going to vote on an outlier. So. Sam, who won the Twitter poll? Uh, I'm Arden. How, how cool. bad? Why do we have two stars? There are two stars? Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. No, we're good. Okay. So we're sitting. Sorry, guys. What was the All Twitter poll right. like? Was it pretty close? Let's, let's look. Um, so we got I'm our 85%. Oh, not close. People do not realize the lethalness of the game. He had a penner's chance, man. I mean, he pinned James Green, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, James Green's. Uh, I James Green, I think, was the number one seed that tournament. You could make the kind of the same comparison, maybe. I guess. Uh, All right, but, Brayden, yeah. are you <coughs> taken? And are you using the landmine? Is the big question. <laughs> the, the landmine would be, I think, even greater because, like, Dylan is the landmine guy, and this oh yeah, is match that would take out their best guy. So there's, it's pretty cool that this is pretty fun. Um, <clears throat> but I was actually there when they wrestled at Ohio State in the Big Ten. It was the first ever Big Ten tournament I got to go to to watch with my family. And it was pretty crazy because at the time, Isaiah was a freshman, mm-hmm. and he was just – he was still pretty raw. I mean, he was unbelievable, but he was raw and strong and really had some serious horsepower. And he really respected Dylan in that match. Like, every time he would get to a leg or take him down, like that one time he slammed him. Mm -hmm. But I remember him talking about in an interview or something, he said something like he – they would not go to the hips. They would drop to the ankles or maybe – I think that was them. Maybe Perry or someone was talking about, like, trying to stay out of the gator bacon and, like, telling Isaiah, like, hey – like we know you're stubborn or like maybe it's when they did the documentary on Isaiah floated, but he was like, he, he respected the Gator bacon, which kind of helps, but also shows at the time where they were when they rest. Like, yeah. And how dangerous it was. Right. He, yeah. He so really had to I respect it. Was, yeah. I think at that time, um, Isaiah respected it, which is pretty cool to know. Um, but I would, I would pick if they wrestled 10 times, I would pick probably Isaiah just because he's got some great attacks, great strength, but I would, I would give Dylan, I would pick Dylan with the landmine. 
Like if I had to pick one big upset, this would dealing with the landmine. This All right, is that official? So is it happening or not? Is it oh, official? Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> Gator bacon. Boom. Walk us through Gator it. Bacon. Let's go. Gator Explosion. Bacon. Yeah, and so what's cool about that too is that uh, you know, you're, it's cool to hear you talking about it and kind of like an inside perspective, um, because they they overlapped on Ness's senior year and Imar's freshman year, right? And so that whole year, that conversation, like you're talking about, they kind of like planned for Ness. Yeah. Um, and that whole conversation, um, if people don't remember, is is the whole year it was Imar versus Ness, right? Yeah. It was who's going to win the national title. Um, and then D- Dylan ended up getting hurt in the in the NCAA tournament, and that's what allowed uh, Robuto to make the finals. Um, not like it allowed. I think – I can't remember yeah. how that match was going or whatever. But you know, there, there was an injury, um, and, you know, it, it happened. But that was – those those were the top two dudes that year. Um, yeah, was, Dylan was right was there. I mean, they were they were they were not taking him lightly. They, I mean, he did beat him soundly, but it was really hyped up. Yeah, awesome. I just remember how disappointed I was because I was the biggest. Like that was my junior senior. That was my that was my freshman year in college. Um, I was the hugest Dylan S fan, man. I just I wanted to see him Gator Bacon every single dude on the mat. I never um, thought about I, this. Oh, but Dylan man. probably ruins so many high school wrestlers' matches and coaches. Probably he probably does. Coaches probably match. hate him. Oh, uh, like, yeah. I mean, because you can't – it's not – It's obviously you guys know that's not an everybody thing. Right. But yeah. so many kids were probably like, let's go. Like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Yanni's doing right now. Can yeah, you, yeah. you get frustrated with your kids in high school like try to be Yanni? Uh Nah, not really. I mean, I've yeah. been fortunate to. Re- I've been in really good situations coaching. Yeah. Um, my first couple of years, I had a bunch of really, really good kids, um, good. and That's then good. my program over the last couple of years, I kind of had to rebuild, and you know, they they just kind of didn't really know much about wrestling, so they listened to whatever I said. So yeah, those. <laughs> uh, but uh, dude, I I I love watching guys like this, like Ness and Yanni, and I think it's cool and like revolutionary and. Um, it's cool for me as a coach to try to really learn that myself and, and implement it with my guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Because, um, you know, guys like Yanni, man, I watch it. And, you know, I, when I was growing up, my high school coach was awesome. He was amazing, man. But, like, he always hated stuff like that. Like, he wasn't the guy that was like, oh, let's be on the cutting edge of this new move. Um, and, you know, I think that that's how wrestling is, and that's what you got to do, man. You got to evolve to survive. So, um, I like that. I like I like going with the Yanni kind of style of stuff. Awesome. All right, hey guys, I think with that, it's far past my bedtime. Jude's uh, <laughs> yeah, usually in bed at like seven p.m. So yeah, now you like gotta stay consistent. You gotta stay consistent yeah. with your sleep. Um, but with that, you know, twenty-seven to six, the Minnesota Golden Gophers live to fight another day. Um, yes. Rah rah! Sky you ma, let's go. And they uh. <laughs> Let's they they're set up with a, a showdown with the Ohio State Buckeyes next. Um, that will be a very very good match. I'm stoked to watch that part of that one. How about that? Yeah. Oh, oh man. All right, good stuff. Thank you so much to Brayton Lee for coming on. Brayton, before you came on, we had um, David Bray of Flow Wrestling on, so we had Bray and Brayton. Um, so that is awesome. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. 
to All right. another Home at Advantage Fantasy Podcast. I mean, we how, how many more rounds of – we only have – We have one, one more, more round. One more uh, round. In the, one more. In the first round. Yeah, um, one more. The and, then, round. and then we'll be on to the quarterfinals um, where I think Brayton's got to go get training because he's got Lance Palmer next. So. Oh, shoot. Oh. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. And with that, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you guys next time.